<laughs> I now get to log into uh, Skyline as guest. At channel twitch.tv. I'm going to bring up the Twitch stream too so that I can follow that along too. <clears throat> All right. Um, if anyone has joined uh, watching the church stream, if you could uh, post in Slack that you can hear uh, me and Trent say something. Hey, hello, hello, hello. Can you, you guys can hear us? Let you us guys know if hear, you can hear us. us. Don't. Our, spe- our special guest will remain silent for now. Okay. So I, they can hear us and they can Detroit, see my screen. Detroit Tyler is good. All right. All right. So – I, I think we, we're uh, good. Are we taping? All right. All right, folks, we're going to go live. Good evening, Skyline League, and happy Saturday evening to everyone. We're right on time, launching at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time here on this late August Saturday as we're about to preview the 2029 season in the eastern region of the Skyline League. Very exciting evening. I promise, big announcements and a special guest. I just asked our special guest if I was right about him never being heard before. And it's possible that I'm off by a minute because apparently he was on a scab cast and a poker game for like a minute. So it's possible that that was a unintentional falsehood. But first, we will welcome back. Commissioner, uh, GM of the uh, Washington Nationals, uh, Scott. Welcome back, Scott. Nice to have you back again. Thank you, Professor. And joining us from no longer Boston, but Fresno, we have David backslash old David. David, welcome to the podcast. Absolute pleasure. Skyline's a little asshole. I love you, buddy. Uh, and I'm sorry, I, did I introduce Dan Vegas earlier? Did I did I did I mention him? Since they're the same person, oh. so, <laughs> so so <laughs> yeah. Um, in any case, all right, guys, we promised big announcements, and we're going to have them. I am going to make David wait until the last possible moment for this big launch. But as everyone who is listening likely knows, unless you're one of the new. GMs in Sky, and if you are happy you're here, we are next year, 2030, 50th anniversary of the Skyline League, 30th anniversary of human GMs going to expand the Skyline League. One of the best things about the Skyline League is the logos. Each team has Skyline logos. We, upon expansion, wanted each of these teams, these new expansion teams, to have Skyline logos. And we set out to try to make it happen. The guy that constructed all of these is one of the main head honchos over at the Logos OOTP forum, the guy by the name of Texas Ranger. And he did agree to do the new logos for us. And it is launch time for the new logos. So I recommend highly that everybody go on to the 
Twitch station, and we're going to have the Skyline League logo release before we have the podcast here for the Eastern Conference. And with that, I'm going to hand it off to my co-host, Scott. Go for it, buddy. All right, here we go. I think the first logo we're going to unveil is one that uh, we've already seen before, but being able to see it uh, here in person, it is going to be glorious. And uh, here we go. The Vancouver Cascades. That is a beautiful logo. I'm a big fan of the maple leaf uh, coming off the sea. I hate Vancouver, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. We've already seen this before. So here is our first. It, well, have we seen the Cascades logo before? Well, we've seen some of the Cascade stuff. Yeah, but this is the but first time. This is a this is the first time logo. that we've seen the logo with the Vancouver skyline in the background and everything. Yeah. Now, are so, the are the team uniform colors going to be based off the logo? Well, we I don't can, think we have that kind of green. We can do it that way. I mean, I think that that's what Ryan wanted, and uh, we're going to uh, take a look now. I think Ryan has a. Uh, a choice to make here, or did we not give him a choice? I, 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 is, what weren't there two? I'm trying to think. Memphis Michael is uh, typing here. Um, yeah, Ryan. Slack. Ryan's unis are close to that. Yeah. So uh, here we go. That is the Vancouver Cascades. The next item up for bid: the Portland Hops. This is my favorite logo in oh. Skyline. <laughs> this thing that is, is beautiful. so badass. It is so freaking awesome. I I don't even know if Tyler's around to enjoy this. I, oh, I, feel... I hope so. Tyler, are you with us? Let us know on Slack. This is just gorgeous. My favorite logo. They need to work the, the little hop with the baseball cap. Needs to be some part of their uniform. Absolutely. Yes. All right. The next logo up for bid. The St. Louis Terriers. This is one of those option ones that I'm not sure what I'm going to go with. Yeah, you guys can can uh, DM uh, Fritzy here and see uh, which of these you like. You like the red? You like the blue? Lots of options. I will post these on Slack. It'd be cool to go with the red as like a nod to the Cardinals. The yeah, it's really nice too, though. Yeah, I, you know, um, my wife chose the red as well. Believe it or not, I brought my my wife into this. Uh, um, well, I mean, you know, she's an important part, right? Yeah. You know. Mrs. Frosty. Yeah, um, yeah. So. yeah. Call, call her that and see what happens. No, um. I will. <laughs> I, I imagine it'll go just fantastically. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'll end up going with the red. Uh, but I do like the blue maybe as uh, our first SES appearance special, special logo we'll go with. So the next item up, and no smart-ass comments here, guys. Next uh, item up, the Memphis Blues. I like I, I Michael. I think likes the blue. Yep. I I kind of like the red. I, I I'm a big fan of the blue, but you know I'm a blue guy. 
the blue, the dark blue, the blues, it all just kind of fits together. Yep, really, really like it a lot. And then um, the second to last one I think we have here. Yep. The Indianapolis Clowns. Big news. This logo turned out so good. Uh, be sure that you um, uh, tag D. Rich and, and make sure he sees this so he can. Oh, I, I will make sure that everybody sees them. I'm going to post them on Slack. Don't worry, folks. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Trent. I like this logo. I really like it. Yeah, I, I like the, the clown logo in there as well. So um, last but not least, Dave, you ready for this? David, are you ready, buddy? We I made am you absolutely wait. We made you wait. Yeah, let's just wait a little longer. Um, yeah, I know. We can talk a little bit. Yeah, um, this podcast is brought to you by uh, all right, our friends at Skillshare. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, well, you know, we can't add the suspense for David. And for anyone who's listening, um, Texas Ranger did not request that we pay him for this. However, he did provide us a PayPal link. So I believe, and Michael can clear this up, I believe Michael is going to try to organize that and post the link. Um, so anyone that's listening, if you'd like to contribute for the logos, a dollar, five dollars, ten bucks, whatever, you don't have to. But right. uh, that option's available because he did a bang-up job. So, yeah. um, Absolutely. And, and Ben Diego, I had to resize them within PowerPoint, so don't. They are symmetrical. Don't worry about it. Um, all right. Last item up for bid. The Fresno Falcons. Go. Dave, you there? Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Notice now, the F in the wing. The, the baddest ass part of this logo is the F in the wing. Um, that is so freaking cool. And uh, if you'll notice, he got all six of the buildings in the Fresno skyline. <laughs> <laughs> so really freaking cool stuff. I really like it. It's all downhill from here, guys. Like, uh, yeah. I don't think we can start off. Uh, uh, all right, guys, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and get these up on, up on Slack just in case. Uh, there are a couple that just came up for Vancouver. Uh, the next couple, or the next one will be, uh, forget what order we did them in. After that, we did, uh, uh, the Portland. oh, Portland, Portland. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not Vancouver Canucks. I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I'm stuck in hockey. Cascades. Oh, uh, Trent. Michael said he's going to post them in. Uh, oh, okay. In, he's going to he's going to do go do them in commish. All right. All right. So we can officially start the pod now, but I don't think we're going to get a better entrance than that. That yes. is uh, exciting news for everyone. I know. Well it's done. So so freaking cool. Yeah. I'm especially pleased. I think one of my favorites might be the hops, um, but I don't sleep on that Fresno Falcons logo. I love that. F the Falcon the into there. the F. I love oh, that. Oh, that's just badass. Um, and please do consider uh, tipping Texas Ranger 
Uh, Michael's going to try to organize that. I assume there'll be a note up on uh, Kamish. Uh, we're going to try to not send this guy dribs and grabs of money uh, each individually. I think Michael's going to try to organize collecting it all uh, and then getting him uh, tipped, uh, you know, through uh, uh, just directly from Michael. So um, in any case, uh, we can go ahead and get started. We are ready to go with the uh, pod premiere of Boston David, but no longer Boston David, Fresno David. And I uh, did not totally know where to start. The I know the rules say that we start with who won the championship, but when we break it up into two, I had forgotten if we're supposed to start with one, the other region or not, but I'm going to go with that. And that means that we start with the team that finished third last year in the Atlantic division, the upstart Miami Marlins of the Atlantic division got off to a rough start going one in five in their first sim lost two of three to the Braves in Miami looks like, and then went to Baltimore and got swept. Baltimore went six and oh, um, obviously great story last year in the playoffs, call it a one in 10, one in 15 percent of 10, 15% chance that the Marlins make that run to the skyline cup. The question is, are the Marlins better or do they have it in them again? Uh, what do we think gentlemen? My notes say, does lightning strike twice? Because right. I had a real hard time looking at this team and being like, can I put this in the top three this year? You know, it, I don't know. I love the Brian Herman signing. I think that's a sneaky good signing by Sam, who has been kind of known for sneaky good signings. Um, yep. 38-year-old Howie Sullivan. Yeah, like there's a lot of he, – he spent a lot of – how do I say this? He spent a lot of little money on old, good Skyline players. Um, now, whether or not that translates to success, I don't know. Uh, but he didn't hurt himself this offseason, that's for sure. Trent, can you run down the additions and subtractions? Do you have that? I, I do have that. I have okay. to find that. But uh, you guys talk for a while about a little bit more of uh, Miami, and I'll see what I can do here. I'll tell Uh, you one thing I didn't like, um, and maybe this is my bias coming out in me. I am not a fan of Frank Diaz signing. Really? Yeah, I I just don't believe in Frank. So he's at – his contract is $11 million this year, a player opt-out, and then a team option $12 million. So there's not a lot on on the table for Diaz, but he is 50 out of 50 for me. Uh, OSA's got him at 55. He always has the blue bars when it comes to his pitches. He just hasn't been great. I feel like Frank Diaz should have been better his entire career, and he never was. So, um, David, what do you got? I get nervous when I see somebody with three blue pitches and the stuff isn't there. I only have access to OSA and OSA has 75 fastball, 70 curveball, 70 splitter, 60 stuff. Yeah. Um, and if you look at his, uh, his uh, career pitching stats, he's only touched double digits K per nine, three times in his career. So he just, 
I just feel like he should be better. That's all I can say. I feel like he should be a better pitcher. Uh, he did have the one year in Washington, his contract year, where he just turned it on. Probably one of his best years in Sky. Um, but it just, he's not what I thought he would end up being. He's taken a hit. He's only 32 years old. He had a big injury, I think, last year. He had the shoulder inflammation seven months last year. I just, I don't know if he's got anything left in the tank. Marlins Park will have him, will help him a little bit. Yeah, but at least did, with giving did, up home runs, but did it? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see that. I, uh, I, I have very mixed feelings about Frank Diaz. I have very mixed feelings about Joe Husted, uh, Husted, Husted, however you say that name, being able to uh, reproduce that. Um, I like the Howie Sullivan signing a little bit more. Uh, I guess I just view him as a little bit more likely to translate it into success. Uh, I'm a little worried about Diaz, uh, a little more worried about Diaz. Um, but I, I don't dislike anybody on this team. The, the rotation's deep, right? Like, put those guys in order one through five, right? Like, that's really hard to do, right? I don't know how you would do that. Um, I'm sure that uh, Husted got the opening day start uh, just because he was so good last year. But after that, like, I don't know how you put those guys in order one through five. Uh, I do have the uh, info on the Marlins additions. Uh, it looks like it was pretty straightforward for, for Sam. Mike Tarkini left, uh, and so he went out and got Stephen Green in free agency. Andres Cardial left, so in comes Brian Herman. Uh, lost Trent Downey, in comes Howie Sullivan. Um, lost Santiago Alamo and Steve Wilson. I'm not really sure that they were necessarily straight up replaced, but they were, they're not obviously as big of players as anything. Also went out and spent some money in the bullpen. Uh, Gary Freund uh, was a free agent signing late in free agency. I have that as uh, late in uh, February here. So uh, trying to make the bullpen a little better too. Um, I don't think the problem is this pitching staff. Now maybe they won't pitch well. Maybe Frank Diaz won't pitch well. Maybe Howie Sullivan will get hurt. Maybe Husted will come back to earth with his BABIP because he did lead the league in BABIP. Um, but in any case, it is a, uh, it really, I want to look at the rest of the division. Um, I think Baltimore is going to be tough to beat. I'll be interested to see how the Reds look. Be interested to see how Pittsburgh looks. Be interested to see how Virginia and Atlanta look. Um, I don't know if I'm going to pick this team for top three or not. Um, as a offense, I sort of don't know how I feel either, although I do like some of the signings. Um, I agree about the uh, – oh, also Brandon Hyde is on this team, in case anybody cares. He's alive? Uh, yeah, Brandon Hyde was signed. Uh, I'm not sure where he is or now. J- Jesse Hyde? Or Jesse no. Hyde, I'm yeah. sorry. Jesse Hyde. Um and so he, uh, but, uh, and Anejo Rojo was part of a trade with San Francisco. Uh, that was, uh, trade deadline time last year. So he's got a full season. Um, I like that guy. I like his makeup. Um, I just think a lot has to go well. Uh, it's obviously we need the constitutionally mandated mention of Marnix Uten Bogard, um, the best center fielder you don't know about in the skyline. Um, but other than Marnix, 
unless you get a bounce back year from Brian Herman or something like that, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I'm not optimistic. I don't want to be a downer, but maybe I'm reading too much into the one and five, but just. So I looked at this team and what I saw, he lost almost 11 war in free agency, but went out and got almost eight. So he's trying, but I don't, I don't know. I don't feel good about it this year, but if you go to transactions and you start sorting his minors by potential, things start to click into place. He's got one starting pitcher in triple a 65 potential. Then you go to double a three pitchers, 60 or better. You go to high a two more pitchers, 60 potential or better OSA, but yeah. Um, he, uh, he, he, he drafts pretty well. Um, Sam does, at least I feel like he does. Uh, he is, uh, really good in the draft. I know that he takes it seriously. I know that he wants to build from within, which is perhaps a strange thing for us to think about associated with the Marlins. Cause we're used to Jay who didn't give a crap at all about his minors, right? He just traded them all away. It was like, you know, Kansas city met East. Um, and, uh, but, but, but that's sort of interesting. This is a team with a pretty good farm system and you're right. A lot of them are pitchers. So they're very deep in uh, uh, in their minors. So he I could think, set up a beautiful rotation and then just trade for hitting. Right. This team next year could be solid. Yeah. I like it. I, I like a lot what Miami's doing. And I was very pleased that they made such a big run. This was a team. Sam posted something after the skyline finals last year uh, that uh, was uh, just incredible about where Miami was at the start of September. Um going into the stretch run of the playoff run. And they might've been like five games out of third place. Just such an incredible run was the best team in baseball from September to November, uh, probably including the Rockies just ran into a Rockies team that wasn't going to be denied. Um, uh, This year seems a little negative on the pod for the Marlins, but uh, I'd love nothing more than for Sam to prove us all wrong again. Trent, can we call this our first high Delta team of the night? Ooh, we could. Uh, yeah, because you can see all those pitchers pitching well. Yeah. If it does, and if they do, I think they're going to be good. Um, and uh, maybe even Jesse Hyde gets some starts and stays healthy. Um, that's a pretty low-risk deal. Uh, didn't even pay him $2 million. So that I sort of like. I mean, it's not like the guy is completely useless. He's not a 40-40. He's a 60-60. Um, so... Uh, if it all comes together, it could be pretty good. Uh, I'm just not entirely sure it's all going to come together. So we'll see. Do we have anything else to talk about with the Marlins? Anything else on the Marlins, gentlemen? All right, now we'll go back up to the top of the division and talk about Baltimore, which means we're talking about David, which is a strange combination <laughs> of events for me. So I don't know how to handle it. Uh, but this team has been just on fire, and that is – not enough of a statement. Uh, I think they went 30 and three in spring training and started the season six and zero. the only team in the skyline to start six and zero uh, in the first sim. Uh, Toronto went five and one San Diego went five and one. Um, and uh, the black bears and reds went five and one, but Baltimore was the only six and zero team. Um, and the giants, the only zero and six team. So, you know, we're off to a, 
uh, a somewhat similar start with the orange and black teams here of the skyline. Um, are the Orioles this good? I mean, does does New David need to do anything, or is this just plug-and-play team? I think that's the beauty of the Orioles. They're a plug-and-play team. All, But the, the only issue I have is David, if they don't win the championship, it's going to be David fucked it up. And it's not David's fault because he didn't do it. But that is what the narrative will be. It is, and if he ends up winning, it'll be because of JP. Yeah, <laughs> right. There is no victory in taking over a team that's set up for success like Baltimore, um, and it will be colossally unfair to New David, right? New um, David needs to be careful too, because if opt-outs don't go his way, he's got a team that's making two hundred and five point nine million dollars next season. Yeah. It is a uh, JP finds a way to do this um, that he can get these salaries to work out, but their salary page is just incredible. It's I don't even know what to think of it. Um, and now they have guys making just truckloads of money. Jim Paget makes truckloads of money. Uh, Gianluigi Ciccolella makes lots of money. That Modica. That extension holy holy yeah let's talk about that for a second yeah i don't like it at all no i wasn't a fan of it when it came out either i mean i i like modica i do and he put up a great season last season even better one two years ago but like that's that's one the stomach that is uh that's tough yeah i i i just don't like giving guys that are 29 five-year deals. I mean, is he really going to be the same player at 34? Right? Like that. Now there are lots of player options in there. So maybe he opts out, but 35 million, that'd be tough for me to opt out of at age 33. If I were the the skyline player, I just don't, I just don't see how this works out. I think it's, uh, I, I mean, maybe it will work out, but the writing, the writing's on the wall. This team is going to hit the wall at some point. And when it does, it could sort of not be pretty uh, because there is a lot of money tied up in this team moving forward. Um, that team won 99 games last season and did not lose any more. Yeah. Just let it ride. Yep. Um, well, I mean, it effectively the same team. I don't think yep. they lost anybody. Um, so uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not even, I don't, I don't remember them adding anybody either. I mean, they just signed everybody who was there. Uh, Lorenzo Arroyo is gone. Or Lorenzo Arroyo came in to replace Bathara Jajadengrat. So that's a tra- straight-up trade uh, with Rippo for Arroyo, who I really like. Uh, Jajadengrat for Arroyo. I don't know. You like one of those oh, guys? They, the they lost your favorite relief pitcher. Jeremy Cook. I do like Jeremy Cook. That guy's good. Like, I'm sorry. You use him in the right role. I know he's a righty side armor, but you use him in the right role, put him in a hitter's park because his best trait is the high movement. Dang, he's he's awesome. I love him. I picked him up for the Red Sox. I yep. set him as middle reliever and high usage. Let's go. Yep, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with him at all. Uh, Juan Alvarez uh, was uh, brought in uh, in the Minnesota deal as well. Um, but it's 
it's really the, the, the same old team. I mean, Kamani Alexander, the second baseman for the Orioles is gone. He's a free, he was a free agent, but it's really the same team. None of the big names are gone. It's, it's just. JP went all in. He went all in. His minors are bare. He went all in and he's going to leave either with a championship or there's going to be a very long rebuild coming up. Yeah. Well, and again, guys like JP aren't afraid of long rebuilds. I mean, we'll get to this when we get to the, the Bosox later, but, uh, but the, the, I mean, the teardown of what was built in Boston has begun. I mean, it, it, some of it already went today. Um, and, uh, JP is posting on Slack now that Dodgson is getting, is getting, uh, one of the starters. Um, so that is, I, I, I guess an interesting, an interesting thing. He isn't listed as a starter. I have him as straight up bullpen, um, which is not something I would do. 45, 35 stamina guy, um, had a good first start, went five innings, only allowed one earned run. Um, uh, but that's something that now, uh, New David will have to figure out. Um, I want to mention Bobby Geraldo uh, just because last year on the pod, I did pick on Bobby Geraldo and I said, the only thing he needed was a season where he was far and away the best pitcher in the league and walks away with pitcher of the year award. And he must've been listening to the pod. So thanks for listening, Bobby, because he did precisely that. He was the best pitcher in the East last year and it was not close. And he walked away with the Pitcher of the Year award. And that looks pretty nice on his mantle. And it probably comes close to having a couple more solid five war seasons uh, knocking on that Hall of Fame door. Um, in any case, I'm not really sure there's a lot to talk about with the Orioles because they're so good. Um, I have a question. This is a good thing to talk about with the Orioles. What would you guys do? If you were the GM of this team, you just not, not a it. damn thing. Yep. Let it roll. I yep. would mute JP. Has David posted in chat? How many messages has he got from JP? I wonder. I, I don't know. I don't think that it's more than, than it's more than poor Sean got from Zach, but, but yeah, I would agree. I think JP would try to be classy. Um, and leave it alone, unlike Zach. But right. uh, I, I don't know. It, it's only a matter of time before the GM does something, and JP will out of nowhere come into general and say, man, I'm such a good GM. I can't believe he did that. And then right. leave Slack. I think that, I think that uh, uh, what I almost hope happens, what I almost hope happens is I almost hope something happens to Baltimore, like an unforeseen injury that creates a little bit of a hole that new David has to fill. And then he does fill it. And that guy plays well so that we can give him some credit for doing something positive to make the team better. And then, you know, if you run into a team like last year's Miami Marlins and you get beaten in the playoffs, you know, that that's what happens. I mean, we didn't pick on JP for that. I'm not really sure why we wouldn't pick on new David for that. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know why you would, 
why you would do that. I would certainly hope that nobody in the skyline would do that. But that's and that's, that's exactly sort of, why nobody picks on Jason. Yep, that's exactly. <laughs> you're absolutely correct. I, I, the best thing that happened to Jason in that 2006 run was that trade for Bodrick because they don't win the championship without him. And there is zero chance that Joe makes that trade. Joe would not have traded Jeremy Reese. And uh, I'm trying to think Kamani Alexander. Is that, am I thinking that name, right? Uh, I think that's the second baseman for Baltimore. So I'm not, but, but, uh, but Jeremy Reese was one of them who sent away to the twins for Bodrick and they don't win the championship without him. Um, if this team wins at all, David needs something like that to happen so that he can do something that gets this team wherever it ends up going. I mean, if this team loses to an upstart Virginia Black Bears or Reds team in you know the second round of the playoffs, so be it. But I don't see any way this team's not the favorite to win this division. Um, and I don't know what else to say. Uh, it'll be interesting if uh, David sticks with Dodgson in the rotation. Mike just posted on Slack that he's away on vacation. Um, uh, so uh, he'll be back. But if, if you're going on vacation might be the best thing for the Baltimore <laughs> Warriors. Right? Like, that would be fantastic. So just so good. This is a really fun team, like especially your first year in a league. Come take the powerhouse and either win or blow it up. If you go look at JP's coaching staff, perfect for rebuilding. I really, really like um, everything that has been done here by JP. We'll have to see what David gets him. Um, again, constitutionally obligated mention of Ozdemir Sezgin, just so that I can prove I pr- can pronounce it. Um, and we can move on. I really do like Lorenzo Arroyo. Uh, I kicked the tires on Lorenzo Arroyo because the Phillies needed a new center fielder. Um, Rippo was drunk, um, did not <laughs> respond to me. And then the next time I signed John Scott, so I didn't need a center fielder anymore. Um, but Rippo called him the best 50-50 overall potential player in the entire skyline. Uh, now he's dinged up a little bit, going to be out for two weeks. Uh, but we'll have to see how he does as the replacement for Bathara Jajadengrad, uh, which I can also pronounce. Thank you very much. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, the team that finished between Baltimore and Miami was the Cincinnati Reds. Zeus. And Zeus and Sam, the two newest uh, GMs uh, in the whole skyline, um, are... Uh, both been just fantastic additions, both to the, obviously the, the whole league, but specifically the, uh, the Atlantic. Uh, they got big bad news today because Mike Duvall, the de facto ace, uh, of this team is out for the entire season. Um, obviously looking at his history, that's not really a shock. Um, but that's obviously going to hurt. Uh, other guys going to have to pick up the pace. Uh, Reds had a nice start to the season, starting five and one. Now, 
they did play the teams in Pennsylvania all in Cincinnati. So don't get too excited. Uh, but they did sweep the Pirates, only lost one to the Phillies. I'm going to say that again. He swept the Pirates and only took two of three from the Phillies. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, Cincinnati obviously led by the middle of that lineup. Uh, I don't even care what order you bat him in, but I'm not really sure that it gets sexier than Salmon, Sukau, Rodriguez. Uh, my love for Jason Sukau knows no bounds. <laughs> um, I gush about him all the time. Uh, and Antrod, as I like to call him, just so studly, such a good hitter. Um, it's all about the pitching for me. What do you guys think? You're up, Dave. If the pitching is good, they'll be fine. As soon as I saw the injury to Devol, I was like, oh, that's going to hurt them. But if you look at their starters, 60 overall starter, 60 overall starter, 60 overall starter, like starting pitching will be absolutely fine. Bullpen should be okay. His lineup should play, especially in his park. Hey, Trent. Here's my what? first. Here's my first uh, what if question. All or right. Why? Why is Miguel Lozano not better? He reminds me of the Jesus. Uh, remember Jesus Rivera, number one, former number one prospect in the sky, was an Oakland Athletic. Uh, he had ratings that sort of looked like this. Um, guys that are. 80, 50, 50. I always hate guys like that. They're never as good as you think they should be. And this guy's got a similar profile. He's 75, 45, 45. I don't think that's as good as you think it is. Um, now, in addition, he's not in a good park for him. No. Um, because of the 45 movement is tough. Um, but plus he's got fly ball pitcher written there. Um, I mean, he's a fine guy. Stays pretty healthy so far. Knock on wood. The pitches are obviously great. Um, he's got good personality traits. I mean, he's a, nothing wrong with this player at all. Uh, I just don't think he's ever going to be as good as everybody thinks he's going to be because it looks so blue, but it's not as blue as you think it is when it goes 45-45 with movement control. I feel um, like there's a lot of pitchers like this, 70 to 80 stuff, and then 45-50 movement, 45 45- 50 uh, control. That's the equivalent of seeing 50 contact. 50 contact is a wide range. Right. They could, they, I mean, you could have them hit 200. You could have them at 280, 300. It's a, what are you going to get kind of thing? Uh, D rich calls it the 45 contact coin flip, right? Either they're going to suck or they're going to hit well based on the year. Uh, and I think it might work similarly here. I like that analogy. Um, I feel a little bit better with 50, contact in a player than I do with 50 movement in a, in a pitcher. Um, Chris Lamb has 50 movement and I was worried about him a little bit in my park, but I have a hitter's park. Um, and so 45 movement, I mean, this is the worst part about owning a team in a hitter's park. Um, anybody below 50 movement, you really should not go get, you cannot make plans to go get them. That in and of itself makes them unusable in your ball, in your ballpark. Um, now I'm not sure that's universally true, but damn that I, I think he's going to continue to struggle. I once had that question about Muratala, uh, because I couldn't understand why he wasn't better. Um, but then he came to Cincinnati and got better. I mean, he was sort of 
average in Colorado. He was sort of average in KC. He came to Cincinnati and was great and then was awful last year. So if he bounces back, they really need it now with the injury to Duvall. Uh, that could help a lot. Uh, this is another team where there's not really an ace. Uh, reminds me of the Marlins rotation. But, like, doesn't really matter which guy goes any given day because they're all pretty good. It's deep. It's nice. I like it. And, uh, I mean, now, Moises Carrillo, I'm not sure he's going to stay healthy. Uh, I'm not sure how they're going to handle that. But this bullpen's good, too. Uh, Mike Medina, uh, nice-looking young reliever, uh, sort of his first real year in the sky. So we'll see how he does. Uh, if he can pitch uh, and set up Joe McDougal, uh, one of the best uh, uh, closers in baseball, former uh, reliever of the year a couple of years ago, uh, I think I think this team can be pretty good. Uh, in the bullpen. Stuart Stansel's still on this team, too. They could go to him if they really needed uh, a start. Uh, Right now, he's in the bullpen. So, this team's deeper than you think they are. Um, I I like this team more than I thought I would. I think I like this team more than Miami. Um, And uh, I like the Reds to to go places. Zeus has done a great job here. We haven't brought up uh, former Yankees prospect Jim Sammons yet. But uh, I feel like he is awesome. <laughs> I I am a huge Jim Sammons fan. Uh, well, and he's off to a pretty good start. Um, <laughs> had a, yeah, yeah. Had Look a at that. Home, Philly, Philly, Philly. <laughs> had a two home run. Had a two home run. Oh, the Phillies pitchers were just awful in the first sim. Uh, two home run. Three stolen base week is a hell of a week. He's only on pace for 18 war. So that would be impressive. Um, I mean, Sammons is on the list with guys like Sukau, or I'm sorry. Well, maybe Sukau as well. Um, but Sparrow is who I was going to say in Virginia uh, that might have a chance for, you know, player of the year awards if they were in other leagues, uh, other regions. Uh, without AR-15, um, but sadly, it's just not the way it works, and uh, I'm not sure it's going to ever happen for Sammons. Uh, this guy seems like he's been around forever. He's only 28. Like, he's about to be 29. Do you remember um, when that trade went down Yep. in Slack? I, I Was it during – we were playing poker, or it was a pie? I think so. I think we were playing poker. And, and Steve stayed up all night trying to defend it. And uh, uh, it's indefensible now. I, I went to bed somewhere in there. Well, yeah, now uh, Tom Starr is uh, a Diamondback and I think hurt. Uh, and Jim Sammons is obviously just a, a mainstay in the middle of that Reds lineup. This is the new normal, though, for, for Sky. I, I see more and more of these shockers, right? Yep. High, and, high, low, low, high. Yep. yep. And I, I just feel in this iteration of Sky – these are going to be the new superstars. These are the I feel guys like that's been one. the case since we moved to 22. Yes. 20 and 21, you could get away with having a palindrome guy, and it was, like, fine. They would right. be awesome. As soon as we switched to 22, all those guys were terrible. Yeah. It's uh, it's very it, – it, even – I have a 
very home run friendly park. I don't call Philly a hitter's park. I call it a home run park because if you look at the numbers, that's what it is. Um, and even I love guys like this. I mean, I'm not even sure it matters what sort of park you have anymore. I mean, these are just the guys you want. I mean, Salmon's doesn't have loads of home run power. I mean, he's never, he's not a guy who's going to hit 40, 50 home runs. Um, he had 13 last year and was fantastic. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know that there's much more to say about the Reds. They didn't really do a lot either in the offseason. Um, just credit water, brought back largely the same team. They added two players, neither of whom had any war the year before. But they didn't lose anybody. They lost Steve Woods, uh, Dylan Adams. Uh, Donald Behrens. Um, I get the impression those were all role players looking at their war numbers. So it's not, I mean, this is the same team. And I don't know why you wouldn't run back the same team. Reds have made the playoffs twice in a row. So. Move on. What's the Atlantic's the Atlantic's boring. Hey, do you remember gentlemen who finished fourth in the Atlantic last year? I think it has to be did uh, the the Pirates, right? It was Pittsburgh, the Infernals. Pittsburgh Pirates, those Pittsburgh Infernal Pirates, who had a rough two and four sim, getting swept by Cincinnati at Cincinnati. Um, rebounded a little bit. Uh, always helps when uh, Washington's on your schedule. Did get two wins there. Um, so went two and four in the opening sim. Try not to read into that too much. Do we like this team? Yes or no? Maybe. I like yeah. it with the infernal luck that is built into Skyline. Yeah. A normal team, I'd be like, eh, but you have that infernal touch, and sure shit, they'll find a way to get in. Or come close, we'll say that. It'll, I have a feeling they're going to do exactly what they did last year or last season. Somewhere right around the same number. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I didn't look up how many games they won last year, um, but uh, 80 I imagine, 76. So they were 80 win team. So maybe another 80 win team again. Um, this team lost John Pierre, lost Mike Mond, lost Miguel Diaz, lost Bobby Lewis, the catcher. He's a Philly now uh, lost. Israel Sandoval talked about him last night. Rule five pick by Kiefer and the Rockies, but they brought in Edwin Madrigal and Ryan Kendra, the two pitchers. Um, both of them are going to get important innings this season for the pirates. Do you like either both or neither of these signings? Gentlemen. I don't know. Madrigal. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's the Trent, as we like to say, it's the infernal bullshit, right? It is. So, something's going to happen. I mean, I like Madrigal in this ballpark. Um, I think that 45 movement plays in Pittsburgh. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like Birdo had the special sauce, right? Birdo yep. knew how to use these players, and in use them beautifully and from the very small sample size we see already magical is a big wolf not uh now mind you it's only 11 innings 
but I I just don't know. I, I don't know, and I don't like him for that contract. I know I don't like the number 15. This happens a lot with the Pirates uh, because the Pirates and the Phillies are rarely after the same pitchers. Um, just because the type of guys who Philly needs are not the same guys that Pittsburgh needs. And so I often don't like his signings because they're not guys that I could ever get on my team. Madrigal with this 45 movement. This is another guy, high stuff, low movement, low control, like David was talking about uh, with the guy in Cincinnati. I just, I, I don't think they're ever as good as you think they're supposed to be. Now Madrigal carved himself out a nice little career um uh with Virginia. He but, was a huge prospect, wasn't he? If I remember correctly, wasn't he near yeah, number let's see here. Number ten at he, one point. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, you're right. He was uh was he an early pick? Uh no, he was a he was a he was a signing. He was a yeah of course he was a, a Yankee. Scouting <laughs> discovery for the Yankees. Of course. Um, why can't the Yankees get players like this? I, 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 uh, they had all sorts of players like this. They had, they still have, uh, that idiot, uh, Teets, um, whatever his name is, T T E S, that MFR, um, titties, as I call him. Uh, they had that guy Summers who they sent to California, Jake's favorite printer. Um, but yeah, no, I don't like Madrigal. I don't like him at all. I'm never going to get behind it. Uh, I like Brian Condra a little bit more. Now, it matters that they're both lefties. It does. That you get matters. the lefty bump. Yep, that matters. Um, that's my favorite way to put it. Being left-handed matters as a pitcher. Um, and a lot of this pitching staff is left-handed because Mark Will is a lefty. Had a really good year last year uh, for Pittsburgh. Came over from uh, San Fran uh, in the offseason a couple years ago. But... Is this team better than the Marlins? Are we sure? Uh, I I don't think they're good enough to get into a playoff spot. I really don't. I think we'll we'll go over it, but either the Marlins or or the Marlins, Reds, or Infernals. Two out of them, I don't think, are going to make the playoffs. Really, two yeah. out of them. yeah. We'll, okay. we'll we'll get there, but. Okay. I I don't know. I mean, there's no one. Uh, is this was Heidenreich the the Tarlo rookie of the year pick that he just wouldn't shut up about? Oh, absolutely. That's who it was. Yeah. He kept talking about him. He pushed hard for Heidenreich to get the award. And to be fair, I mean, the guy OPS a thousand, so it's not like he didn't deserve some consideration. Um, now he only plays against righties, which yeah. I'm sure hurt him. So, but. But yeah, no, he's he's a good player. Uh, Corey Melendrez is a pirate again. Oh. It's been a Corey Melendrez signing. All right. Uh, he was he was a pirate last year too. Um, I I feel like this is another big Delta team. I think if it goes well, it could go well because this team's got some talent. Heidenreich is good. I like Ray Rath. I think Troy Hahn's a good player for what he is. Yes, JG um, Wentworth. Yep. I like Wentworth. I like Orlando Chavez. He's a good player. Stupid Tyler. I like, I even like Ricky Trujillo for what he is. Just a good defensive outfielder. Nothing wrong with that. I, 
Emmanuel Saavedra, the other idiot, Tyler, Rule 5 pick. All these guys are good. This team has some talent. I'm not sure I trust the rotation, and I I just think they're going to be better teams. Um, I don't know. Has I, has the Have the Infernals made the playoffs since they let go of Cam Bender? Do you know the answer to this question? No, I'm looking right now. Um, I think they did, but it was before the rebuild. Yeah, it was 2022 the is when they made the pl- their last playoff appearance, 2022. And right. Bender left and a little bit before then. So Right. So it, it hasn't been since the rebuild. They have yet to make the playoffs. Right. Um, is there a lot on the farm? I mean, I guess they've done pretty well. They've got some pretty good. They've got some relievers in double A that are 70 potential. Triple A, not so much. I do have faith in Tarlow, though. I do, too. He is a prepared GM. He researches. He knows Skyline. He'll do it. I just don't know if this is the team. Yeah. I, uh... I agree. I think that it's, but he's not going to have to go through the Orioles. He he is our first move, right? That we've got to on the on the cast. Oh, that's right. Well, both Zeus and uh, Tarlo will be members of the new Great Lakes Division next year. So, as D. Rich says, uh, the Great Lakes of Cincinnati. The Great Lakes of Cincinnati. Yeah, and then. And then everybody ignored, including D. Rich, because he knew I was right, the rat bastard, the, uh, <laughs> that I put next to it. How far is uh, the Atlantic from Atlanta? Um, he didn't respond to that because that was, you know, like a fact that made sense and was a reasonable response to his smart assery. Um, <laughs> so he didn't like me making sense there. But whatever. Um, don't want to talk about that. Just want to focus on the Pirates not making the playoffs again. It's music to my ears. Um, uh, is the next team we have to talk about the five and one Virginia black bears who were really good, won it all. And then took a step back last year, finished fifth in the division. Are they capable of putting it back together again? Um, I looked at this team and was like, oh man, I don't know where I'm going to put them. They're going to be at the bottom of my predictions. And then I looked at preseason predictions, and they are predicted to win 99 games. And I went, well, shit. Yep. Are, wait, are uh, those they, updated in-game, their preseason predictions? I grabbed them from today. I don't know if they updated when the season started. Uh, I think they update at the end of spring training. Like, No, the, the, mine is not updated because it still has Rivera as a second baseman for Toronto. So oh, okay. Sparrow and mm. yeah, well Sparrow's on the DL now yeah. he's healthy, but but obviously getting him back makes that whole team tick. He's probably the second best hitter in the whole sport, um, and nobody talks about him uh, because he's in the same division as the first best hitter in the sport. Um, uh, but what he does every year for this team is just incredible. Uh, Tony Avery, obviously, just an incredibly consistent player. Been so good for so long for Virginia. Uh, I love seeing guys like this play their whole career for the same team. Not a flashy team. Not a not with a GM that makes a lot of noise in Slack. 
like Zach or D rich or even Tarlo. I mean, not a guy that talks a lot in Slack. Berto's pretty quiet. Um, one of my favorite guys on this team continues to be Rick Franklin. I think consistent production like his last two years is so sexy. I also think it is so sexy that he is a switch hitter without platoon splits. I'm going to say that again because I don't think you're taking the journey with me. This is a skyline hitting switch hitter who does not have platoon splits. It's like he rides in on a unicorn to whichever batter's box he's hitting in every day. <laughs> um, that, that, that at bat. But so I love Rick Franklin. I really like this team. I don't know. Do they have enough? I think so. I, this is my surprise team to sneak in to that third playoff spot. I mean, they lost a lot more than they gained. They did. They, they lost did. Josh Lucero, who I think is a ranger. They lost Madrigal and Condra, who now play for the rival Pirates. They lost Leo Angeles. They lost Cortez Valdez. Um, now, all of those guys were, you know... Cortez Valdez and Leo Angeles. I think Jake's going to use Leo Angeles as a starter. I don't know that uh, that it's a big loss for Virginia, but they didn't really bring guys in to replace them. Um, and so this pitching staff, sheesh. I know. I don't know where the pitching's going to come from. Their ballpark. Yes, that's ex- <laughs> that's my their only hope. If this works. God almighty. Um, I was talking to uh, Zach. Uh, Why? I know. Direct messages because, you know, I took my life into my hands. Um, and uh, he was under the mistaken impression all during uh, this uh, expansion stuff that I was in charge, like making decisions. <laughs> right? Like that. I, it, it, I, I'm still convinced he thinks I know more than I do. But in any case, uh, but he wants to try to recreate the Virginia ballpark uh, with his expansion Indianapolis Clowns ballpark. That is exactly what I wanted to do, and you and, can't. And and he was pissed off because Mike has been pretty giving with these expansion teams. They're going to get pretty good budgets. They're going to get above average fan interest and markets to start. But he did not give them lots of leeway on building those no. ballparks. He did not give them lots of leeway. You have to limit your, your ballpark to point one. You get point one of total change in your ballpark factors from 1.000. And you can't go more than 0.03 in any one factor. I defy anyone to build a ballpark with that that they're happy with. Me, I spent like two hours doing that the other day. And moving fences, it all adds up quick. Yep. It is absolutely insane. I, I don't I, I don't know that there's ever going to be another ballpark like Virginia's. But if this works this year, it was bad enough when it was guys like Kandra and Madrigal and Lucero, right? But now, I mean, Nick Allen's a pretty good pitcher um, uh, and has been for a while. He's fine. So if he has another great year, okay, no problem. And I suppose there's, uh, I just can't get behind these guys that are so low stuff. Nick Allen at least has 60 stuff. Who the hell is this Matt Ilsley guy? Where did he come from? 
Uh, he came from the Boston organization, I can tell you that. Yeah. He would have never played in Fenway. Just a weird, <laughs> weird player. But these other guys, Garrett Woods, Emmanuel Jones, like, I don't even know who these guys are. This Emmanuel Jones guy should not be a starter. So if this works this year in Virginia, we need to force him to move in the fences. Well, uh, Trent, what does he have? What does he have in his rotation? What What's the lefties. key there? Lefties. Lefties. Yep. Lefties matter. Yep. Being a lefty matters. It's so strange. I, I don't even know what to think. I, I can't get behind Virginia being good with that rotation. I just can't do it. Well, I don't know why they're not throwing Enrique Sacco in the rotation. I don't know why he is not a mainstay in their rotation. I think he's their best pitcher. Right? I, I've been wanting him <laughs> for years, back to Cincinnati, who would never answer me. I wanted him bad. So, I don't know. Berto, are you there? What time is it in uh, in Spain? I don't know. He could also be in Richmond, which is where this team's based. I think he might have a, a girlfriend there, so... Uh, doing the long distance thing when he's uh, in uh, Europe. Uh, but in any case, I, I just... You can't get behind it. You I don't I, see I, it. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Even the Birdo luck, the Birdo touch? I, I can do it. I can do it offensively because I love Tony Avery. I love Sparrow. And I love Rick Franklin. And the rest of it comes together. Like, you get guys that can put together... Like, those three guys put together can get you 20 war real easy. You don't need a lot else beyond that. I mean, 20 batting war is a freaking lot. Um, And those guys have just regular every year seasons for them. You can get 20 war from those three guys. So everybody else just needs to be just a league average player. Just, like, not suck, and their offense will be fine. Uh, But I can't get behind the pitching. I can't hey. make myself do it. I like Pittsburgh more than this team. And everybody knows <laughs> how much that makes me want to vomit. Um, I do not like the Pittsburgh lineup more than this team's lineup, but I like the Pittsburgh rotation more than the teams. And that still makes me want to verp, but whatever. Trent, uh, can you tell me who who's the all-time strikeout leader for Virginia without looking? Is, is it Juan Flores? It is the Wolf of First Street. Yep. Juan Flores, all-time great nickname. All-time great nickname. They're picking on Berto now because they're t- talking about his voice being so sexy. You know, I didn't want to say anything, but if you're living in Spain and getting your women from Richmond, Virginia, holy shit, Berto. That is the inverse, my friend. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh Scott's gonna head to Spain with you. Yes. On your next trip, Berto. Gonna <laughs> bring back a, gonna bring back a bring back a nice lady. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Frosty is listening, so no, that's not gonna happen, babe. Okay, okay. yeah, that's not gonna happen. Yep. Yeah, we, 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 I never said that. Uh, All right, you know. let's move yeah. on. I've talked about this team enough in the Latin Do you, flavor. Does anybody know who finished sixth? I'm gonna say it again. I'm overselling it. Sixth in the Atlantic last year. Would it be Hotlanta? It was those D-Rich-led Atlanta Braves. And do you know what the Braves did this offseason? Absolutely nothing. 
is D Rich is uh, listening, right? Like, can we ask him? Is he gonna sell? Is he trying to win? Like, what's going on? I, I I'm not sure because uh, the last time I talked to D Rich, he and I were making up over our arguments over expansion, which was successful. Atlanta signed two players. One of them was Josh Edge, the former uh, Montreal outfielder. Uh, not much of a player. I mean, good defensively. I think he's right-handed. Maybe he'll platoon against lefties. Uh, maybe it's the other way around. No, I'm right. He's a righty. So maybe he gets platoon at-bats against lefty starters. And that's it. Now, they didn't lose a lot. They lost Justin Bessie, uh, who was pretty good swing man. Left-handed pitcher could come out of the bullpen or start. He was fantastic. Ryan, Brad- yeah. Ryan Bradley was a uh, shell of his former self, obviously. Matt Barton, shell of his former self. So that, those aren't big losses, but I I don't know. I don't so know what he's I, doing. I wrote this down because I could not figure it out. I was like, okay, I've seen Atlanta do this. They have a great team. The offseason happens and nothing happens because you don't really need to. Atlanta was always first. Don't need to add anybody, but they finished sixth. And I went and looked. They have the 12th highest budget or budget. Do you want to know what their payroll is? 27th. Really? Yeah. Do you think they're Max and Dev? And I don't know if he's going uh, international amateurs and scouting and Dev. Wow. Huh. That is interesting. I I mean, if you look at the pitching side of this team, you see some talent. There's nothing wrong with this rotation. Really. Especially not in this ballpark either, right? Yeah. Jason Burks is a perfectly fine pitcher. He's I really like Jason Burks. Um Sterling Ashley is a good pitcher. Had a great first week. He's on pace for seven war. I'm going to take the under there, but I mean, the top, the former top prospect, Alex Dominguez, how do you not like this guy? I mean, how is he not going to be good? I, I don't understand how he's not going to be good. He's only 23. He's going to be good. Low work ethic. That's the only thing I can think of. He looks yep. like a shithead in the locker room. Yep. That's it. That's all I got. Right. That's the only bad thing yeah. about him. Other than that, he's the dream. Um, Eddie Hammer, Ray Jolly, these are good pitchers. Ricketts in the pen. Right. John Trammell in the pen. These are good pitchers. This pitching staff looks vastly better than anything in Pittsburgh or Virginia. Like, it's not close. But where are they going to get hits? And more to the point, where are they going to get home runs? Nobody on this team has power. Is um, is this the swan song of Man Ripper? Is this it? That's I can, hope can we can we pivot there real quick? Forty season, yeah. I, I it I camp out on the career records for hits, things like that. Oh, by the way, did anybody check? Did uh, Sanchez get ten hits this sim? We should check that. I'll um, check it right now while you're talking. But but Franklin Manriquez is on all sorts of these lists. Um, you don't have to like Franklin Manriquez as a player. He's too shy, um, by the way. No, well, he's he had eight hits. Yep, okay. too shy. So he's he's at a uh, twenty nine ninety eight. Um, but 
Manriquez is not the best war guy. He wasn't a great center fielder where he played early in his career. Then he had to move to right. Now he's really just a first baseman. So that hurt him in war. But this guy is, by any objective measure, probably one of the best 10 hitters in Skyline history. He has all sorts of career numbers that are so good. Hits, runs scored, RBIs. He's incredible. I will. So, all right, everyone, listen up real quick because I'm only going to say it once. I will give D. Rich credit. When he finds a prospect that he loves and he becomes a brave, he will hold on to him to the very – he is into the history. And I appreciate that about D. Rich. However, it does not make for a good ball club. And Manriquez is just weighing down the fort here. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. In zero years has he been so bad that he was really hurting the team. Like, really, it's never happened. Even last year, he wasn't very good, but he didn't get lots of at-bats, and he still was a positive war guy. Like he had, For the last couple of seasons, he hasn't been making too much money. Right, $3 million no, this year, 2.7 right. last year. He's, 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 there are problems on this team. I'm not sure one of them is Franklin Manriquez. Um, I'm really worried about the Braves because I don't know that Andrew Simpson is going to do that again. He was so good last year, and he's totally palindrome like it's almost a perfect palindrome and i just don't know that he's going to do that again i just don't now i mean maybe he will but i mean he had two home runs in week one so he's on pace for even more than last year but i'm going to take the under on that 250 batting average um i'm worried it's not even a 45 coin flip anymore, right? Right, yeah. That, that's exactly. been elevated to 50 coin flip. Right. And I, he, do, he doesn't play well in this iteration. It's, it's, not, it's not the right player for his ballpark. It's not, he has lots of guys like this. I like John Guerrero. This guy needs to be a Philly. He does. Then he can get hurt for the first time in his career, too, since all the bad things happen to the Phillies. But, <laughs> but, but, but this is not the right guy for his lineup. It's just a weird combination of events. I don't know what to think of this team. I mean, I think they can pitch with the rest of this division. You could tell me the Atlanta Braves had the best rotation in the division, even better than Baltimore's at the end of the season. And I believe. Ooh, I don't know about that. I think, I think that. I now I'm not saying it could happen. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that if it happened, I wouldn't go, oh, my gosh, you're totally making that shit up. I, I, it would not surprise me. I think there is a chance that occurs. But I just don't see how this team can hit. It's like the inverse freaking Black Bears. If you put the Black Bears lineup with this Atlanta rotation, that's a fucking baseball team. That, folks, could be one hell of a baseball team. But... Yeah. I I don't know what D. Rich is doing. I don't. I almost wonder if it's a symptom of being in the Atlantic. Like, you look at this team and you're like, eh, it's okay. If this team was in the North, I would be panicking. Like, I'm not making the playoffs. There's no <laughs> chance in hell. I need to add. Cutting dev budget, cutting scouting budget, let's go. Like, honestly. Yeah. Now, he does told. have some minor league prospects, though. 
Is this like a soft rebuild coming up for, for D-Rich? D-Rich is a pretty good drafter because you're right. I mean, some of these guys look pretty nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it's sort of a little bit of a rebuild, but not totally. I don't even know that rebuild is the right word. D-Rich every now and then has these years where he just goes out and signs like a whole new bullpen in free agency or a whole new rotation. Did they spend any international amateur money? Like this could uh, be a holding pattern year where he just goes out and throws thirty-five million at it, IAFAs. That's a good question because he's got the money to spend. Yeah, and and then next year he can put it towards free agency. He needs to buy himself a whole new lineup. I mean, all these guys could go. None of these guys most of the good. most of the starters are twenty-seven. Yeah, Dominguez is twenty-three. I mean, now, they're good defensively. Juan Areola, you can say anything you want to about him. One thing you can't say is that he's crappy defensively because um, that would be a lie. Same thing with John Williams. He's good. He's good. He's a good defensive player. I actually sort of like John Williams. I also like the fact that his name is John Williams. Um, I think I would have his nickname changed to the conductor as opposed <laughs> to meat, which is stupid. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I don't know how all this is going to work. And I'm confused as to what the goal is. And I hate teams that seem rudderless. They don't have a direction. And it angers me. So, in any case, I don't know what to think about the the, the Braves, and it saddens me, almost. Um, and now, David, you're in for a treat. Because there are only two teams left to discuss in this division. And it's all on and you, brother. And they're the two teams of your two <laughs> co-hosts. We will begin with the seventh place finishing Washington Nationals, who had a rough first sim, got swept by Baltimore, did take one from Pittsburgh. All on the road, though. Um, big one in, set of one and five, seven versus eight throwdown against the Phillies in Nationals Park this coming sim. Uh, before the Nats move on to the Central uh, and become the St. Louis Terriers. Uh, but before that happens, this is a team that people were talking about during the offseason as a team that could make some noise. JP uh, said he likes the Nationals second best in the Atlantic this season. The Nationals ended up uh, taking first place in the war gained, right? Uh, they were up there. I was I second, I think, behind uh, Finn Finn. New York. Yep. Yep. New York. It goes New York, the Nationals, Arizona, Boston, Philly, Texas. That's the only ones above one. Uh, most of those numbers are negative. Uh, but no, we can, we'll, we'll get to the Yankees. But no, uh, Washington uh, certainly went out and made some noise in free agency. First sim of free agency. Juan Seguenza, the former Cleveland Indian, now a member of the Washington Nationals, obviously a big signing. The Nationals only lost a couple of players. Uh, that was the only real big signing. Uh, did sign David Bennett, uh, shortstop. Uh, don't know a lot about this player. Uh, I'm expecting him to be sort of a defense first shortstop, and I'm right, he is. Looks like he's a good one. Had a pretty nice career. Um, and I like the fact that his nickname is Vulture. It's sort of badass. Um, but it's all about Sequenza. 
Did you like the Sequenza signing and that contract, David? Yes. Yeah. Anytime you see somebody with that much movement, sign him. And then, of course, uh, saying that he went 5.1 innings and gave up two home runs and five of them earned. Oops, but yes. I, uh, 35 million, 15 million, a player opt out, and then 20 million. Yeah. Yep. It's, 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 it's a sort of an interestingly structured contract. Um, whether you're for this or against this, and I've been pretty vocal that I'm sort of against contracts like this. Um, they're right now legal in the sky and there's nothing wrong with it. And it's going to work out well for the nationals. Um, uh, there's no way Juan Seguenza can be this bad. I mean, I just don't view a, a future where he has an 8.5 ERA all season long. There's just no way it's going to happen. Um, and, you know, yeah, D or not D rich JP called him the prize of the free agent market, the best guy out there. And he went to Washington. Um, so now Washington has an ace, top of that rotation. Do you like the rest of that rotation, David? I, yeah. It drops off a little after Martin, but I think it should be fine. I, I think it should be Especially fine, Especially with the Nationals ballpark, it kind of helps out to uh, giving up home runs a little bit. I, I like... Uh, Jorge Porras, George Porras. I'm not sure which way you pronounce it. I like guys like this. Have lots of pitches. None of them are great. Low stuff. This is what Degman would be if he were healthy. Um, sort of reminds me of that sort of pitcher. An ace. Um, yeah, definitely an ace. Um, and uh, I mean, certainly he's not an ace, but he's a perfectly fine pitcher. Uh, and I like guys like this. Um, I'm mad because... Uh, I'm mad at Frosty because he got the good one of the two California Angels pitchers that Jake forgot to uh, protect last year's Rule 5 draft. I got a guy who was 55. Um, I think John Martin at the time might have been 65 or 50 or... Yeah, no, he wasn't this good. He's gotten just big bumps. But in any event, you know, the guy that I got, whose name is Conti, is now in AAA. I think he's a 45-45. And, of course, the guy for, you know, who doesn't play for the Phillies got some nice bumps and looks like a stud. Damn, this is a Rule 5 fleecing. I like this team this year. I really like this team next year. 41 million on the or 49 million on the books right now. Yep, that's an interesting that Seguenza contract gets a whole lot better. It frees up 20 million dollars. Yep, uh, that's where structuring deals like that can help you, right? Um, and you're right, a lot of things happen to the Washington Nationals next year, not the least of which is that they won't be the Washington Nationals anymore. But on top of that, they go into free agency with an awful lot of money to spend um and it looks like they have an ace maybe two Mm -hmm. and they might they might even have a superstar in the lineup by the name of tom cunningham who i think is indistinguishable from bonifacio who everybody gushes about and i think will probably have a better career than bonifacio with when it's over uh, I like his chances to hit right-handed pitching a little better. And I think he's going to be better defensively. 
Uh, but other than that, they're mirror images. I like Cunningham more because he's got more power. Um, but yeah, this guy, just fantastic. Talk to me about your team here, Scotty. Did we miss anything? We're saying mostly nice things. You are. Um, I think David is right that uh, I think JP's a little early, and I had planned that my window would open next year. Um, with that money spent, I'll be able to perhaps buy some more pitching if I need to. Um, I really hope that Mike Fitzgerald ends up being good. I There's just nothing that has shown me that he may be good. Like, he just – he can't hit sometimes. So <laughs> I had this guy in Boston. I had Faulkner, who you look at the ratings and you love it. And then you look at his stats and you go, why? Why can't you do something? Right, and, and he's he's always unhappy. If you don't go 5-1 and one in a sim, he's unhappy. And he's just very temperamental in that way. Um, I do want to shout out to former uh, Braves prospect on my roster, Peng Wang Chung. Ah, uh, yes. Um, acquired for Sterling Ashley and D. Rich, who was trying to fleece me at the time, called him the best hitter in his organization. Uh, I don't buy that, but um, I, I do like his bars. But but ultimately, I mean, I, I see pitching on the horizon. I was able to pick up Chris Schaefer uh, in Rule 5, who the overall potential are there. I don't know if he's going to be able to hit. He's captain trait. I like him. Um, just to keep him in the lineup. But ultimately, he's just a holder till, uh, and I guess agents aren't listening, so I can say this, until prospect call-up day where I can get Mr. Ryan McKinley, or not Ryan McKinley, um, Bailey into the lineup. I forgot his first name already. Justin, Justin. Bailey, who you want to talk shocker. That this is my type of guy. If that contact fills in at 55, Oh, this guy plays in my park. I am a doubles park. I love doubles hitters, and I am just going to load up. I have Fred Wade, who has a similar profile, who uh, who came out last year, who may be my favorite player on my team, right behind Tom Cunningham. Every time uh, D. Rich or anybody else says gap trap, Scott goes quick to look up that hitter because he wants that guy. Uh-huh. He wants that guy bad, and... It's actually sort of an interesting way to build a team, and I don't dislike it. I think it, I think it is not altogether stupid. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, and you're right about Fred Wade. This is actually a pretty nice looking ball club. Um, They've got some starting pitching specs too, uh, getting close to the top of minors. Luis Santiago, Tony Gonzalez, Capistrano. In a year or two, this could uh, be a pretty good little team. Trent's Former. favorite, Andrew Gluns, who Trent loved this pick when I picked him. He uh, actually said nice things about me. Um, I did. You, Yeah, you picked pretty right well. You, I think you I was me. I was really mad. Um, I often am really mad at whoever picks in front of me uh, because they're not idiots and they do the right thing. Um uh, I like Tony Gonzalez uh, a little bit more, uh, only because he's a 26th round pick made good. I always like stories like that. Um, 
So we'll see what he develops into. Uh, I, that control's got to come in to make me a little happier. I'm a little worried about it now. Uh, but he's got some time yet. Uh, although he is 23, it's time for him to turn it on. Um, but gosh, everywhere he's been, he's pitched so well. So I don't see any purpose to, you know. So since Steve Rich is in here, we can uh, we can talk about the way I handle my minor league system that just frustrates him to no end. Oh, okay, yeah, go for it. Um, so I am a big believer in overbaking my players in the league they're in. I want them to play in the league until they age out, just because they end up dominating. And since I started this strategy, my players have developed more. Now, that could just, you know, causation doesn't equal correlation. Trent, you, that's a little academic shout-out for you there. I like that. Thank right? you very much. Right, but it, it's worked for me so far. And D. Rich will, will go on and on about how it ruins the integrity of the league and blah, 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 and I just – I don't care. That's the way I do it, and that's why – that's why I do this. Is it's not because I like to have great minor league systems. I like to overbake my players. It works for me. So yeah, that's all I have, and I, I can uh, credit Dan Vegas for for walking me through how to do that. He uh, he certainly helped me out in one of his drunken stupors. So I don't know why I was told by Zach to credit Mona Lot, but I don't care. I don't have any idea what's going on. Just thought I'd mention it. Now oh. that I'm, now that I mentioned it, I don't know what's going on. Moan a lot. Whatever. He's Shut up, an idiot. Um. So anyway, that's all I got on the Nationals. I think we're going to be good. I think we'll be okay this year. I'm going to buy some pitching next year, and I think we're going to be a contender in the Central. All right, that brings us to the last place team. And pegged in the early version of the uh, preseason predictions to go 40 and 116, the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, they started out on pace for that 40 and 116, getting swept in Virginia and in Cincinnati. Sort of an all roast sim. They come back with an all home sim. They'll host Washington and Pittsburgh. Coming up in Sim 2. We'll see how that goes. The pitching staff got hit around in Sim 1. Um, better things are ahead for some of these starters, I think. Um, but I should shut up and let you guys talk. Can we ask questions? Chris Lamb was signed on the same Sim that uh, uh, Seguenza was signed by Washington. Do you like the Chris Lamb signing, David? I did. And I liked it for the same reason that it gets cheaper. So I got to wonder if this is a building year. That is much like the preseason predictions. (laughs) I don't have a whole lot of high hopes for the Phillies, but. Yeah, now Chris Lamb signed and then promptly got a little bit of a dev hit. (laughs) Um, At least he didn't get hurt. That's what happens to the Phillies. Now, I, I, I'm okay with it because Andres Alamon got a little bit of a dev bump from me. Um, 
same dev report. We now have Andre Salomon as an 80-80 starting pitcher. Um, and that was not the case when I traded for him. Um, now, I don't know what that means. Maybe it means nothing. But it sort of coincides with the fact, fact that Andres Alamon is now rated the OSA number six pitcher in baseball. Trent, I like it. I still don't know what your your plan is. I know you have a plan, and I know you haven't told us completely what your plan is, but I'm not sure what you're going to do. I agree. You're one ace pitcher getting bucked off a horse from really losing like 110 games. Right. And I, I under, I love the lamp signing. I, I was deciding, uh, I, I figured more people would be bidding on Chris lamb. So I went a different route, but I just, when is your window open? Trent, when do you consider uh, well, it open? Oh, I am hoping to have a window open in the relatively near future before Alamon and Lamb are gone. And if that doesn't work, they make so little money towards the end of those deals, they'll probably still be tradable for assets. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to Andres Alamon having a great year. Uh, I do not think these dev bumps and rankings all of a sudden as the sixth pitcher in the sky uh, mean nothing. Uh, I also don't think the Chris Lamb dev hits mean nothing. Um, so that worries me a little. Um, but I like some of these pitchers. I like Corey Poole. Uh, now, maybe my scout likes him better than other people's scout. He's got a little bit, little bit of Dick Fastball syndrome. But he pitched pretty well for me last year in a September call-up. I sort of like this pitcher. Um, the bullpen's not good. Um, <laughs> but... I, I tried to get guys who were sort of closet better than you thought they were in the bullpen. Um, Bobby Muniton's sort of a guy that I like in that sort of role. When you get starters that aren't very good at starters and they've proven they're not very good at starters and you put them in the bullpen, it's sort of a really cheap way to have a closet good bullpen. Um, I know that Jake and uh, Dan Vegas are obsessed with the 611 starting yes. picker I have in the bullpen, Marty Gagliardi, ninth round pick made good cuz they're obsessed with height in players. Um <laughs> and he's 200 pounds. That's yeah. the best part. <laughs> yeah. 611 200. Dave, don't you so, wish you had that problem? Cuz yeah, I, I, I do. certainly don't, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm a head and a half shorter than him and I've got 60 pounds on him, so <laughs> I got the opposite problem. He is built like a thick piece of rope, apparently. And, but yeah, no, I, I, I think the bullpen could actually be a little better than people think it's going to be. Now, people think it's going to be the worst bullpen in baseball, so that might not be hard to do. Um, I always have fun in Rule 5. Bill Harmijo is a guy who I got. Uh, he was a former uh, Great. Uh, Arizona. Yeah, prospect. I drafted him. And uh, uh, I, I don't know if he's going to do play well, but I, I'm very surprised nobody has given him a chance in the sky. Um, given that he hit so well for El Paso last year, 
and the Padres were so bad that he never got any chance in the sky. He's made his sky debut this past year, and he's 29 years old. Um, I also think that some of these guys look a little better than you think they do when you check it out. Aaron McHugh is a guy who doesn't have sexy ratings, um, but it's almost sexy in its non-sexiness, and when you see him against righties, uh, it looks a little better. Um, this is a guy that goes 65 uh, contact against right-handed hitters or against right-handed pitchers. Uh, that'll play. Um, and I have a couple of guys like that. And I'm obsessed with Mike Berryhill. Um, not a shocker, but I love him. I love him. I love him. Um, I do not think that 876 OPS 6.4 war would really surprise me. Um, I think this man is legit. Uh, he was absolute dog shit for half the season last year. And then went from being a negative war player to a two and a half war player in like August and September. He had like a 1220 OPS in August and September. And if he can just play consistent baseball all season, I think the sky's the limit. I think he is a superstar um, and he doesn't look like one because it's not blue, but I think he's a superstar. I'm also high on this guy, Nolan Brigman, uh, who is a rookie this year. Mr. Palindrome. Uh, he's, he's sort of palindromey, but he's perfect for the park. Uh, and I like him as a switch hitter, uh, much better against righties. He's going to play left field every day. I know he's listed as a second baseman. I do not play him at second base. Do not be alarmed. He's not good there. Um, and then this is how the team is built. I don't understand how Chris Evans can't hit right-handed pitching. Like, really? Even OSA. I don't understand how he this bad. Chris Evans should not be this bad. He's got five-finger syndrome. It's so ridiculous. I don't know what's going on. Um, we signed John Scott because we needed a center fielder. He had a great first sim. I hope he stays healthy, but I think he's going to be okay. And I like him for the ballpark. Um, think he can have a little more power here. Former Boston Red Sox, John Scott. Uh, and I for- do not remember John Scott well. <laughs> yes, you dislike John Scott. So uh, in any case, uh, yeah, no, the Phillies are going to be bad. Uh, the Phillies need some hitting prospects. Um, but the Phillies have an entire rotation, like legitimately. There Giles, are five of them. Gonzalez, Espejo. Fernandez, Iggy San- Izzy Sanchez. There are all sorts of them. Can I, and just- I, I'm going to stop you right there. Do you know how pissed off I am about your Espeo pick? Why? What did I do? I drafted right in front of you, and my scout had him at like 50 overall. So oh. OSA had him at 80. I was like, oh, he's at 50. I'll just take him. As soon as you drafted him, like three months later, I got a scouting bump up to 80. And I'm like, that asshole Trent lucked it. I don't want to say lucked into him. He was delivered to him, what, fifth overall on a silver platter? Yeah, well, oh. he, I picked fifth and had a top five. And so I just picked the guy that was left because um, uh, the other four went right where they were supposed to. And so I took Espejo. Um, Trent, that is sexy. Those pitches – Oh, like if I those even, turn blue. Oh, my Lord. I can't even talk about it. I can't even talk about it. 
I, 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 I'm convinced he's going to want to play like basketball, which doesn't make sense because he's 5'10". So I guess he'd be a point guard or some fucking shit. Oh, my God. I don't even want to think about it. But, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm high on Chris Dials. Now, he needs that pitch to come in a little bit more, just a little bit. Oh, my kingdom for that curveball to make it to 60. It doesn't need to go all the way to 70. I'll break even with OSA. It can just be at 60. Um, but yeah, no, OSA actually is it better than my scout. My scout has it at 50. But yeah, no, so I think this is the future of the Phillies. Some of these guys, I'm a little worried about their movement. Bob Fernandez, a little worried about his movement. Um, he was a scouting discovery that never happens in Philadelphia. So that's exciting. But yeah. Now, if you want the future of the Phillies, all you have to do is you go to the Augusta Green Jackets and click on every member of that rotation. <laughs> and that is the future of the Philadelphia Phillies. There you go. That's what they got. I like this guy, Tony Gonzalez. I like a lot. this team way better two years from now. Oh, I, I was going to say, I like the Augusta Green Jackets better than I do the Philadelphia Phillies. I want Lamb to not fall off. I want Ailman to stay exactly where he is two years from now. I'm going to like the Phillies. And then we can have the best rotation in baseball. I posted something online like the Phillies. I'm not really sure how much I'm going to try to score. I think what the Phillies are going to try to do is win games three to two, four to three, Um, which I know seems weird with the ballpark I have, but I tried having all palindromy guys and it went awful. Just awful. I was terrible. I did that with Boston one year. We had the ugliest Pythagorean record. But just as soon as you took a lead in the sixth and seventh inning, all the defensive replacements went in. And it just, yep. We had like 15 and two and extra inning games or something ridiculous. One run games was a ridiculous record. We are going to try to win games three to two, four to three. Um, That is the future of the Phillies. And so I draft pitchers most of the time now, which is a total change for me. Um, but that's the new plan. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Mike Berryhill needs to be what I think he is. Nolan Brigman needs to think be what I think he is. Some of these other guys need to come up, but we'll see. I mean, it's not all. It's not all. Uh, uh, it's not all uh, pitching. Uh, a lot of people like Chris Barrett, this third baseman, also plays for Augusta. Uh, Perez Nelson was the 1.2 last year, also plays for Augusta. Uh, Lyndon Jewers, a lot of people like. Uh, he's a shocker, so that's probably why people like him. Also plays for Augusta. It really is the Augusta Green Jackets that is the Phillies in two years, and that's why Boston's ex- – that's why uh, David pleased with it. So, mm-hmm. In any case – we can be done talking about the Phillies. And that can mean we're done talking about the Atlantic. And it seems only fair that we let our guests go first as we rank the Atlantic order of finish. Fresno David, which does not roll yes. off my tongue. You're up, buddy. Go. All right. The Atlantic. I have the Orioles. I have the Black Bears. Ooh. Marlins. Braves. Reds, Pirates, Nationals, and Philly. Woo! I apologize to both of you. Scott, you're up. I have the O's, the Reds, the Black Bears, the Infernals, the Marlins, the Nats, the Phillies, then the Braves. 
I like it. I had to put the Marlins third. I I just got to believe that they have a little magic left in there. I couldn't do it. I don't know who to put third. I don't like anything about it. Nothing about it. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go Baltimore, Cincinnati, Washington. And then I'm going to go... uh, I have to decide which terribleness I like least. I don't like any of these teams. I think I'm going to go Virginia, Atlanta, Miami, Pittsburgh, Philly. So we are all over the place. Mm-hmm. I have I have the Nets in the playoffs. Thank you. I Thank like you. I like them the third best of these teams that I've looked at. Um we'll see how that goes. Um but yeah, I'm going to be honest. I was a little biased by the Nets uh, preseason predictions. <laughs> Anytime you see preseason predictions and somebody is uh, projected to lose 106 games. Those are scary. old, David. Those are <laughs> old. <laughs> they're not that old. <laughs> they are old. I'm telling you, they're old. If you're looking at the ones in game, they're old. Like very old. I don't even know what to think of it. Now, allow me one thing that I was going to yell at Zach about his over-unders, but he ignored the preseason predictions, and he put the Phillies at 64.5 wins. I think that's a pretty good over-under. I think the worst team in this division is going to be the Phillies. I mean, I picked them for last two, but I still think we're a 60-win team. The Phillies won 56 games last year, and I think we're going to be better. I mean, so I, I would agree. I would agree. And I, I think you are in the saddle actively managing it. And I think one GM in this division is kind of not really into it right now for whatever reason. So, so, but yeah, no, I really like the new blood in this division. So I'm excited about it. And I'm excited that Pittsburgh's not as good as I thought they were. Um, so that's wonderful. And so I don't have to worry about them anymore in my division after this season. I only need one more year where Pittsburgh does not make the playoffs. Uh, and then I can rest happily, which brings us to the North division. And whether we start with the division winner or the team that lost to Miami in the regional finals, we start with the same team. And that team is the Toronto Blue Jays, who had a good sim going five and one. They swept Detroit. Took two out of three from J.P. Boston, which is tough for me to say, but it is indeed accurate. The Blue Jays added absolutely nothing this offseason. You go to offseason summary by team. Nothing there. Now, you can't do that anymore because we've had the first game of the regular season. But they lost Matt Reed. They traded him, their third baseman, to Arizona. That was really the only loss. So this is largely the same team coming back. I hate Travis Arford. I hate Travis Arford, and I hate Travis Arford. What do the rest of you have to say? He was almost. I would like to take this time. I'm going to get up on my soapbox. There was some trades with Toronto today. Shame on you. And I'm going to ask that you guys pull up transactions. I want you to pull up a means minor leagues. Just take a look at what he has. Stop trading this man picks. 
stop giving him lottery ticket prospects. <laughs> he does not need these things. He needs to get embargoed for like 10 solid seasons <laughs> so this team chills out. Because you can go to transactions. You can look at all his minor leagues. He has four 70 potential guys in AAA. He has an 80 potential starting pitcher in double A. He can't Stop. wait for Ar- Arford to retire so he can bring one of them up. Mm-hmm. No, and the, and They're the motherfucker ready to go. won't do it. Right. Now, I, I really appreciate what David is doing here. Yes. Stop trading Stop. <laughs> with the Toronto Blue Jays. Stop doing it. I feel like it's that Michael Jordan meme. Stop. Get some right. help. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is your brain. This is your brain if you trade with the Blue Jays. Right. Like a thousand percent that stop doing it. Now in other news, somebody's trading with the blue Jays. No, now, no, no. Let's not even. No, don't know. Nope. Don't, you're not going to give them what they want. You're not going to give the people what they want. Oh, is that what's going Beavis on right and now? Butthead? No. Beavis no. and butthead. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Fair enough. All right. All right. Hey, I'm at peace with that. I don't want Trent. I don't want to know what the trade is. Just know whoever's trading with them, you're going to get ripped off. All right. Sorry, Rippo. You're going to get ripped off. I don't even want to know about it. I have. Oh, we'll get to Rippo too. (laughs) I I I don't even know what to say about this team. I mean, obviously they're going to be good. They're really good. mm -hmm. I. If you could be an MVP caliber player on the Blue Jays, and pissed that you never won a MVP thanks to a teammate. There are several of those people. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I think of the top five in MVP last year in the East, three of them were Blue Jays. Because I think Tony Campo was on there. He had the seven and a half war last year. Was the other one Tom Jenkins? I'll bet it was. He had the 9.2 war last year. Yeah. I just clicked on them all in a row. Will it's we so ridiculous. Will we ever see another player like Alex Rivera again in Scott? No. 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 It's impossible. Now, if you want to actually have some fun, since it's pointless to talk about the Blue Jays because they're the best, everybody knows they're the best. But if you want to actually play a fun game. Alex Rivera currently, right now, has exactly 80 war. He has just turned 30 years old. The skyline record for war is currently held by uh, Hayes, okay? one of the most famous players in all of Sky. His career war, John Hayes' career war, is 126.5. Will Alex Rivera surpass John Hayes' war? Yep, there's nothing in his profile or his history that says he will not get that. He needs 46.5 war. In his age is 30 through 40 seasons. He needs 46 war. 
And sometimes, if you hang on a little too long, you end up with negative war. The reason I like this question is that I personally think it's going to be close. I do not know that I would have answered quite as quickly as you did yes. If I thought that he would fall off a cliff, I would say no. But the Blue Jays have the secret sauce. Travis Arford is 41 years old. He, I, I mean, if he is, let's just say he was playing on a random team. What Name some, the Twins. Who are we talking about? If, if, Rivera, if Rivera was playing oh. on the Twins and he had zero protection and you knew that he was never going to be a dynasty, I would say, uh, I don't know if he's going to get there. But the Blue Jays are loaded for mm-hmm. years to come. He will have protection all around him all the time. Mm-hmm. The most amazing thing is uh, that Hayes, John Hayes, uh, his a lot of his 126 war is defense. Because uh, he was an excellent, excellent defensive uh uh, I think he was a shortstop. Alex Rivera, none of his war comes from defense. Like, really, none of it. He's not good defensively. And earlier in his career, when he played with, played at second and played at third and things like that, I don't know. I think it's going to be close. Because I could see somewhere in here Alex Rivera taking a little bit of a dip down to, instead of 10, 11 war seasons, Five, six war seasons, which is still a fantastic player. But I don't know if it's because we switched to 22 or what, but he got better. Usually guys hit 28 (laughs) and you go, okay, what's going to happen? His age 29 season was better all across the board. That's either him as a player or 22 or something. All right. So. Let's play one more Alex Rivera game. Okay. What dollar amount per season oh is God. too much for him? Say so. Say it's a hundred million dollars. Is a hundred million dollars like, too much for him per season? Yeah, and that's per year. Like you don't get to say, okay, I want a hundred million dollars, then cut it in half, cut it in half, blah blah blah. It's got to be the, per year. the average value. Right. The AAV. Um, I would not pay him a hundred million. Um, no. I would pay him. I mean, it depends on which dollar per war number you want to use, right? Um, and maybe war is not the best metric because D. Rich and many others think that he's worth more to the team than the war. That he's probably worth fifteen, twenty wins, even though he averages about ten war. But if you pay him by war, it's somewhere between five and eight and a half. $9 million per war, which means that somewhere between 50 and $90 million is the right number. If he's actually being paid by what he produces in terms of war. Now, maybe you think that's too low. Maybe you think that's too high. I, I would not pay a guy $50 million, but that's just because I, I would just simply not choose to do that. But I would pay him what he makes here. I would pay him $40 million. I might even pay him $45 million. But on the open market, Alex Rivera, I don't know. It would be funny to watch what would happen. I would love to see it. 
I really oh, would oh, because I would you too. know Matt will come in with some bullshit contract offer, and we'll all just shake our heads and just be pissed. Right. Well, and there'll be team options on top of team options, and right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I there's nothing more to say about the Blue Jays. They're really good. Yep. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Fuck. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I was so happy to get out of the North, <laughs> having to play the Blue Jays. The it's just it, you just get beat. You just get beat with a a soap and a sock all season. You hit interleague and it's better, and then you get back to division play and you just get beat. I I don't even know what to say. That everything about the North once we expand excites me, with the possible exception of Tyler being in it. Although Tyler's in the North now, so I failed to see what is different about his life. Like, really? Like, what changed in his life? In any case, we'll get to him later. Anybody remember who finished second last year in the North? The New York Mets or the Montreal Expos? It was the Montreal Expos. They were actually tied, and the Expos had the tiebreaker. And the Montreal Expos, first of all, they uh, traded for Kevin Anderson who took a crap after being hurt and signing an off-season contract in Miami, then being traded to the Expos. The Expos didn't give up a lot, but uh, he looks like he's done. Now, he actually didn't have a terrible first week for Montreal. Didn't pitch great, but didn't pitch awful. Um, And that's about it. Um, The Montreal Expos lost Jesse Hyde. Not that that mattered much. They lost Javier Martinez. Not that that mattered much. He was a uh, trade uh, deadline acquisition from San Diego last year, if I'm not mistaken. The only real big addition on this team is former twin Johnny Stoa. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and compliment Jengles on this because I like it. I think it's something this team needs. Another guy with some power, guy that can hit the ball out of the ballpark. And I like that. The twins or the Expos need a guy like this. And Ripple's paying half his salary. Yeah. I mean, now we'll get to the twins later and Rippo's not going to like it, but I have prepared a nice little thing for Rippo. <laughs> but but he is he is such a good player. Now, Jengles was talking about whether or not he can survive in the outfield. I don't even know that it matters. This team is so good defensively that I'm not sure it matters. Like really. Uh, I remember D Rich saying last year on the pod that it's almost too much defense with the Expos. Um, it gets a little now this ridiculous. Is, this is based off of the preseason predictions, but Montreal's predicted to give up the least runs in the North. Yeah, which is amazing when you think about it with all the teams that are there. I mean, I love everything about this team. I'm going to pick Luis Madero Jr. to win a reliever of the year award until he wins a reliever of the year award or retires from baseball. Um, but... I love this team. I love this bullpen. I, I really like what Jengles has done with the Expos. He just ran in to the Mets and the Blue Jays every mm-hmm. offseason. I mean, that's that's what that's what happens. Um, but no, this team is great. I don't have any idea why they still have uh, former Philly Jesus Gallegos because Ricky Gonzalez is better. Um, 
So I don't know what they're doing with him. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it does not matter what they do with Stoa. I know that Jangles was posting something today about how he is uh, worried about him in the outfield. Don't be. Jangles, you have the best defense in baseball. Stop. Like, really, stop. It's okay. Um, and Stoa had a fantastic first week hitting for Montreal. Just a great hitting first week. I mean, they hit 400 in the, for the week. So, yeah. Now, the only bad thing that happened to the Expos in the first week was that Ryan Winston got hurt. And uh, they need him. He's very important. The only other bad thing that happened was that somehow the Expos found a way to lose two of three to both the Mets and the Cleveland Indians. But other than that, I think better days are ahead for the Expos. I really like this team. I The only thing that I'm going to ask is why is Jesus Almagar not better? I mean this legitimately. He pitches in the best ballpark for pitchers in baseball. The best one. There is not a better park for pitchers. He goes 70-75 according to OSA. My scout has 75-80. He's extreme ground ball and has the best fielding infield in baseball. How does he not pitch better than this? Why are the numbers not more earth-shattering? I agree. He's not bad. No, he's perfectly <laughs> fine. He's definitely not bad, but yeah, he should be better. I I don't understand. Neither do I. I'm I'm looking for something, and I can't find it. Um, I do like his personality, though. Jesus yeah. rolls with the punches. Yes, he does. Jesus rolls, Jesus rolls with the punches. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> one like way that. to put it. Yeah. Yes. I remember when uh, G when uh, Jangles wanted lamb, he had uh, Jesus and Lent, another <laughs> player, Andy Lent, and uh, he had a great pun about how you can't have lamb for Lent, um, and I thought that was funny. Um, and then there were jokes about the Jesus too. So. Um, but yeah, I, I don't understand why this guy's not better. I I don't understand. It, you think it's a knuckle curve? I, mean, I, I don't know. It, it's, I don't understand how his ERA isn't better. Yeah, like, it's good. But I mean, you would think in this ballpark with these Bengals numbers. Just said he's a power pitcher. Okay. Right. Okay. So. And that was it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, now, so he strikes out. I don't even think he strikes out enough. Like, well, if it's 65 stuff, which yeah. is the that's probably outright 10 for nine. If it were 70 stuff, it could be a little better than that. But I just, ugh, I know Jangles just goes for finesse pitchers, and his pitching coach is a uh, pitching coach that focuses on finesse pitchers, but I couldn't see this dude taking any kind of hit for just not working or working with the right pitching coach. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really like the player and I really like what Jangles has done with this team, but Almagar is about to get paid after this season, like an ace. And I don't know. Ratings wise. I think he deserves 21 million a year performance wise. I don't know. So, someone will pay him a stupid amount. Oh, no, you're right. I mean, if he goes to free agency, obviously that's stupid. But, but yeah. But, I mean, everything else on this team looks really good. 
Thomas Barrasso was a good pitcher last year. You can put anybody in the rotation in Montreal, and it goes well. Warren Bingham was good, and he has 30 movement. Oh, what I would not give to put guys like this anywhere near my team. It, it It's such an advantage. It is. It Thomas. just opens up all these different possibilities for pitchers. It expands the pool where you're it, – it makes it so much easier. And Jangles does a good job with it, right? Like, oh, no, Jangles he does. figured it out. That, that's not oh, a absolutely. shot at Jangles. No, no, not at all. Absolutely. Because I think Jangles plays to his ballpark as well as any GM in the sky, and good for him. Like, really good for him. And I think Jangles listens to people to find ways to make his team better. His team needed more pop. It was all just single hitter, singles hitters who were fast and could field. It was really just Rastetter and Andy Davids who provided the pop. Now there's a little bit more pop because they have Stoa, and I really like it. I really like Rastetter, too. He's sexy. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, he's such a good player. Such a good player. Former California Angel prospect. I thought I'd let you know. Yeah, he came over in the Mel Marrero deal. Yes, he did. And he did. He was not the best-looking prospect at the time. Blossomed into one of the best hitters in baseball. I don't know how many guys you want before you want Rastetter. He's so good. Um, but, yeah, no, this team looks good. I think they're going to be good again. Do they beat Toronto in the playoffs? That's the only question that matters. No. The past couple of years, people have beaten Toronto in the playoffs because – it happened once with Miami last year. Happened the year before with Baltimore. So, I mean, yes, somebody can beat Toronto in the playoffs. But it seems to always be an Atlantic team, not a North team. Toronto's got the special sauce that beats all North teams. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, one of these teams might catch fire some year and beat Toronto and then have a run in them. We'll see. It'd be good for the league for that to happen. Absolutely. For Montreal or New York to finally break through. Wait, I always, which I always, New York, the Mets. Uh, oh, the Mets, not <laughs> yes. the Yankees. Okay, nothing. I'd rather have Zach win it all than the Yankees win it all. And you heard me; I said that. I will say it again. I know that Zach does not currently GM a team, but I would have rather Zach win it all than Steve win it all again. Just thought I'd share. All right, this brings us to the aforementioned New York Mets and. Speaking of the rich getting richer, Angelo Torres is, of course, wonderful and fantastic and great. And he's got a new buddy. The Danny Bradley show has begun in New York as well. He is also really freaking good. Uh, I would like to make a special uh, shout out to Angelo Torres, who's one start against Boston away from 4,000 Ks. Wow. There you go. Um, Trent, I have a question for you. And I know yep. what your answer is going to be, but I want you to think about it. Okay. Is Angelo Torres in the same bracket as Ernesto Pons? I, we kind of had this talk in general. Yeah, we did. I, think he, I think he is, without a I, doubt. I, I, I think it's going to be close. Uh, I, I almost don't want to answer the question yet because he's not done, right? Like if something were to happen to Angelo Torres in a couple of years, 
would anybody really be surprised? Right? Like if 33, 34 started the decline, I don't really think anybody's really surprised. And then he doesn't quite make it to that caliber pitcher. But if he makes it to 38 before the decline starts, then yeah. I mean, I think he's going to be right there. Brandon um, chimed into this chat too when we had it. And he liked Pons more. He said Pons was better because Pons won in the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see it. Well, Pons did have, I mean, does have incredible postseason numbers. I mean, it's not like since he's retired, those numbers go away. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think about things like this a lot and I, I, I don't, I don't know what the numbers are now. I know that Torres is going to be obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer, just, you know, one of the best of all time. Uh, but I wanted to look, uh, Right now, Angelo Torres is eighth in pitching war in baseball history. The top uh, 16 are all in the Hall of Fame or about to be because number 14 is John Hall, and he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, Number 17 is Travis Arford, and he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Interestingly, number 18 is Howie Sullivan, so we can come Uh, back to that later. Yeah. But... But somewhere in there is the dividing line between Hall of Fame and not. Because I think Arford's in and Sullivan is a question mark, right? But he has had a good career. But uh, Angelo Torres is going to pass Chad Foreman, who's number seven on the list. He's going to pass Arturo Aguilar, who's number six on the list. And he's going to pass Juan Ramos, who's number five on the list. Because all of them have 80-some more. Uh, we Torres- just had this this chat with uh, Rivera, but Angelo Torres is sitting at 80 war. Yep. Where does the end? Where does the end? And I feel like pitchers have a better chance of pitching, playing into their forties. He needs 104 war to be better than Alvarado. Does he get there? He needs 24 more war. Oh, I don't. That seems like a lot. Yeah, I I do think he is better than Alvarado, but I don't know if he gets there. I know that seems counterintuitive, but... Yeah, I I mean... Imagine uh, if he had a Seattle-caliber lineup around him. (laughs) And that's not a shot at Brandon. I I love Brandon. I I have a lot of respect for Brandon as a a GM. Oh, I do too. But, I want I want to win games like the Mets win games because that's what the Mets do. They win games three to two, four to three. They have just enough offense to get by. They don't even have great fourth and fifth starters because all they need to do is get into the playoffs, and then it doesn't even matter who your fourth and fifth starters are because they don't pitch very often. Good luck beating this team in the playoffs because they go Torres, Bradley, Parker. Have fun. Good luck. It's only because there's this legendary team in the Blue Jays that this hasn't happened. Uh, one thing that's interesting is I'm going to look at this. Hey, Trent, I have one more question for you. Wait, yep. Since you said that. So when did Ponds retire? I have no idea. I'd have to look it up. And, and when did the Blue Jays dominance start? And did it coincide? Yes. Yeah. So if if we put Angelo 
and Pond's shoes during that time period, do we think of him even better? Maybe. Mm. He might have more rings because he only has the one ring, and he's sort of lucky to have gotten that one because that was the Dan Vegas series you know, that we bring up all the time just to irritate Dan Vegas. Um, Angelo Torres has made... Uh, Angelo Torres has pitched 146 and two-thirds innings in the postseason. So that's about a year, a little bit less than that, for a number two, number three starter, right? He has 4.54. So that's that's there's nothing wrong with that. That's a really good pitcher. But it's not his it's not his usual exceptional numbers that we're used to seeing in the regular season. Does that take away some of the luster? If we're going to give bonus points to Pons because he was so good in the postseason, then don't we have to take something away from Torres for being sort of, you know, merely mortal in the postseason? Yes. And I think that's where my bias comes in, where I prefer Pons over Torres. Is Pons was a quote unquote closer, right? He yeah. came in you mm. you put down a win every time he pitched in the playoffs. You knew it was coming. And with Torres you're like, eh, yeah, they should win, but it just it hasn't happened as consistently as it did with Pons. Yeah, everybody on Slack thinks we're nuts. Dan and Rippo are exchanging stories of what they would stab a homeless person for. So that I'm weirded out by. But beyond that, um, Dan thinks that Torres is going to have more war than Pons in two seasons. So, And, and Dan, I would love to see Pons pitch right now against Rivera. That would be oh, must-watch with Jake squeaking on the call. That would be great. Yep. <laughs> That would be just fantastic. Yep. Uh, Tyler's on the, on the, uh, on the Slack too. He likes his new, uh, Pops logo. I'm glad that he likes it. Um, but yeah, um, we should probably talk about other guys on the Mets. Um, this team always goes out and gets free, free agents and they always seem to play well. This season is no exception. They lost Ryan Wood. They added Mike Bond. Uh, they lost Manuel Ochoa. And they didn't really bring in a lot of guys to replace him in the bullpen. And so this is a bullpen that lost its big, sexy guy at the end. I mean, they did bring in some guys. Um, They have Chris Motts, who they brought in. They have Dennis Morrison, who was a Philly last year. Had a really good year for Philadelphia. Um, But doesn't look anywhere close, of course, to Manuel Ochoa good. Um, they lost Juan Washington and Jason Lindsay, and they brought in some guys to replace them, but it's really just Mike Mott. It's the big addition. Uh, looks like he got in a fight and had a crappy first sim. Do you like the Mike Mond contract in New York? Guys. I love Mond. I don't like paying this much, the- this much for a 33 year old guy. You have to platoon. It it just doesn't it doesn't work for me. I hate Mike Mond. I've <laughs> always hated Mike Mond. It's because he was an infernal. That well, that didn't help, and he was good that year. Irritates <laughs> me. 
the fucking sauce they put in something in Pittsburgh. Irritating. Um, and But I didn't hate him when he was Boston Red Sox. He just wasn't a very good match for that park. Um, and I love the fact that he went to Jake and was awful. <laughs> that made me happy. Um, I got flamed for that, and he was terrible. It was so fantastic. Everything about that was fantastic. Yeah, no, that was a Boston. David won one. Good job by Jangles. Getting the correct answer. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, he's had a nice career. Um, I I don't like this fit. I don't like the fit in this part. Um, I don't like... I don't know. There's something about it I don't like. If I'm um, paying $25 million for a player, he's playing 156 games for me. Right. Not, not half the games. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Alex Perdomo still around and has quietly probably had a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, he's been really good. His his thing was always the injuries, though. Like, yep. What but, could have been? Yep. No, I mean, he could have been even better. But, but yeah, no, he's such a good player. Um, now sort of limited to first base. Alex Perdomo is 34 years old. Ted High is a, a New York Met. He was a New York Met last year, too. Played pretty well for them. Former Dodger? Yep. Uh, former Montreal Expo. Um, I This team's weird, and yet I'll be interested to see. I like the Montreal Expos more than this team, and I like the Toronto Blue Jays more than this team. So the best I'm picking this team for is third. And yet, if they get in, good luck. I think they've got a chance to go on a run and upset everybody. Because all that needs to happen is for Torres and Stevens, I'm sorry, Torres and Bradley and Parker to to pitch well. They always and have I, a puncher's chance, right? That can happen to anybody. Yep. This is how Brandon wins. I feel like Brandon's never not in the playoffs. I had to go look it up. <laughs> oh yeah, no. He there is, was a time he did not make the playoffs, but yeah, there, he's made seven straight. There are a couple of years, but that might be it in all of Skyline history that he has not made the playoffs. Um, and I have a lot of respect for Brandon. And the highlight for me of the uh, Scabcast where we announced the expansion teams was when he realized Arizona was empty in your division, David and. You did not like that very much. It made me very happy. Um, mm. Good for comic relief. I'm going to be um, honest. Leaving the North was a lot of Toronto and a lot of Brandon. I love Brandon. He's like the nicest guy. I know. But having to lose to his team, I don't make the playoffs that often. I've made the playoffs like five times in the last 15 years. And every single time to just get absolutely spanked by Brandon, I don't know, just does something to you. Yeah, so ridiculous. All right. Guess who finished fourth? The Indians. Last year. No. No, don't say Steve. It was the uh, Yankees. It was indeed the New York Yankees. The rebuilding New York Yankees. I feel like they've never not been rebuilding since Steve took them over. I feel like they're close to done. We talked about it earlier, but they added the most war. Yeah. It, it's... There's no John Schwab coming out, you know. So now a lot of that this... war, a lot of that war is is John Pierre, 
who did have a fantastic year last year, pitched really well in San Diego. Uh, I don't think he pitched poorly in Pittsburgh. He just got hurt. And the other part of that war is Alex Pena, the catcher, who I think is about to be 40. Yes, I am right. So I wouldn't read too much into that. That said, they did have the most war. It's not like it's not there. So, but I just wanted to make sure everybody knew what that war edition was. But I'll let you guys talk about this. Do we like the New York Yankees? Kind of. And I say that I could see this being a playoff team if Steve goes right now and he goes to JP and he cuts a deal for Blakeman. JP doesn't want him. It's not going to fit into his window. Go right now and get Blakeman and make him a closer today. And just closer stopper. That's his two roles. And then you go to Kansas City, Matt, and you just get a setup guy. Matt would do it today. And this team looks so much better. Because I was looking through this team like, I actually kind of like this team. Except for, I don't know, the bullpen. How good is Mike Kimbrough going to be? Is he an ace? He should be an ace. Uh, I think the 3.2 war. He's kind of in the. Uh, who are we just talking about? He should be better, right? Well, he should he, be better. He's that. Well, that would be Al McGuire, the guy yes. at Montreal. But, but I don't know what to think about. Uh, he did not have a good start to the season. No, he didn't. Now that's a 462 BABIP kind of. Yeah, well, 462 BABIP can happen to anybody um he's got some progression to do right like i think little things like does that stuff stay in at 60 or does it go to 65 does the or does it make it to 70 like osa has does the movement the movement stay at 65 like my scout has does it stay at 70 like osa has or does it go to 75 like osa thinks it could I think little things like that matter a lot and are the difference between an ace and a number two. Um, now he's left-handed and repeated after me being a lefty matters, but I don't know. I'm, I'm actually sort of a little worried. I'm a little worried that Steve, when it's all said and done is going to be disappointed in what he gets out of Mike Kimbrough. Um, he's 24. Yeah, no, I think he's going to be fine. He's got the lefty bump. It. He should be better. He should be better. He needs to have a kick-ass year this year, or I will officially be worried. Um, I did not like this John Pierre contract. I think it's too much money. I mean, I know it's only one year, but you're paying for what really was a out-of-nowhere season last year. And it's not like he's the healthiest guy on the planet. I just think this is this is a way to be $25 million less rich in one sim. Pierre had a really good year last year in San Diego and Pittsburgh. So, yeah. I mean, he's, not, he's one injury away from being a squirrel guy. And this guy, Melvin Titties, I, I don't have any idea why he's still in New York. 
This is stupid. <laughs> I mean, really, it's so dumb. He belongs in Minnesota, right? Either that or – well, that would be fine. Yes. Uh, either that or he could be part of what gets uh, Steve Goodies from Kansas City Matt because Kansas City Matt would start this guy every day. And he'd yeah. tell us he was an ace. And he might actually be okay. Yeah, he's but better than Degman. He clear, it's clear he cannot stay in New York. He has had a 2.6 home runs per nine last year, and he has a 2.6 home runs per nine this year. That's too many goddamn home runs. The problem is clear is movement. Steve can't do anything about that. He needs to be traded tomorrow. Like, really? Why are you waiting? I don't understand. Steven? I would I would not have traded for this guy in the first place. Like, what possible good did trading for this guy get you? Like, really? It, everybody knows you can't pick him in your you, car. You look at a guy like this and you tell yourself, how bad is 30 movement really? And then you find out. The answer is really bad. Yes. Playable in Montreal. Two parks in the league. San Francisco and Montreal. That's it. That's it. Like, really. I don't think there are any other parks for that place. I wouldn't trust 30 movement in Pittsburgh unless I'm being caught by Cam Bender. Like that motherfucker Jimenez. Rich Jimenez. Goddamn idiot. All right. Any In any case. I agree that this bullpen looks bad. I like Alex Pena. I don't know that he can continue to do this forever. He is 39. Now he's a young 39. He'll be 39 all year. So it's not like he turns 40 soon. And there's some talent on this team. Jake Friend is a really nice little player. Jared Barton. I like him a lot. Like him a lot. Nice little player. Jared Barton is back. I like a lot of these players. I think Bob Durr's a pretty good player. I don't have any problem with it. Um, I like David Bowden. I think he can be a good player. Shocker. There you go. My favorite type of guy right there. Uh, the Cardi B signing I didn't really like. Too I feel like Steve just had money and he didn't know where to spend it. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows I, with Steve? You'll ne- you'll never get a straight answer out of him either. I, I feel like this is a Delta team. If Kimbrough pitches like an ace, Pierre stays healthy, and the bullpen can pull it together somehow, this team could be a playoff team. I could see this team being better than New York. So could I, I, might e- I might even like this team better than the Mets on paper. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I just don't trust it. I that's, thought I liked this team until I saw the bullpen, and that's what made me think: go get anything. Blakeman. Blakeman, when he won Reliever of the Year, was like six wins probability added. Yep. Oh yeah, ridiculous. No, he was that that Reliever of the Year year for Blakeman was like a top ten all time reliever season. 
Meaning Go he, get him he, right now. JP does not good. want him. Yeah, no. Oh, JP is tearing the Red Sox down to the studs. And we'll get to there that. Will, we'll get to that. There will be no insulation left in Red Sox world. It's no. going all the way down. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 we could have stopped after David started. This team needs two things. It needs a bullpen. Yep. And it needs a closer and a setup guy. That's yep. it. I went and looked earlier when I was looking at teams. Casey Matt has he would do it today, I'm sure. Especially if Steve dangled titties out there. Because, you know, who doesn't like dangling titties? All right. And with that we will move uh, on to the Cleveland Indians. Welcome to the sky, Adam. Welcome back to the sky. Welcome back Adam. to the sky, Adam. Yes. Former GM of the San Diego Padres. Uh, wasn't with us very long. We hope that his stay now is longer. Uh, and farewell to one of the OG Skyline GMs, Grayson. Um, Grayson, there aren't a lot of guys that were in the Skyline before me. Grayson's one of them. Um, and you wouldn't so, know because you never t- saw yeah, him. <laughs> right. But, but, but he yes. was one of them. I hope um, things work out personally for Grayson. I, I do too. I don't know. I'm not one of the ones that knows exactly what's going on. I don't need to. It's none of my business. But I really do hope that he's doing okay and that uh, whatever's going on in his life uh, gets cleaned up and that he's all right. Um, uh, I I looked at this team a lot because I I considered leaving Philly for the Indians, um, and I might have. Um, cause I think that the setup that this team has with the fan interest and the market and the budgets that he gets, I think it's an advantage every year. It's weird that of all places, Cleveland is our New York Yankees of market fan interest budgets, but it is. It's one of the teams that just always seems to have money to spend. I wish I um, followed them closer. Like, is he just going out every single offseason and just getting fan faves? Grayson like, signs players all the time. Yeah. He never talks about it because he's never on Slack. But he's always exports, and he always signs players. He signs players all the time. But it makes for sort of a weird makeup of his team. There are some bad contracts on this team. Go he, look he is at, the king abuser of oh, options, right. by the way. I keep, go look, he's the OG. Go look at that Vinny Medina contract. It's bad. It's bad. Um, now, maybe he'll be able to get out of it because he has the team option that you know, maybe Adam will be able to get out of it, but that was not an extension that should have been signed. Um, I don't even like the Leon Aguilar extension. Um and I like Leon Aguilar, but he's not that good a player anymore. Um, uh, now there are there there is some talent here. I love Matt Martin. I love Matt Martin. And by the way, I love Matt Martin. So I I love this guy. There's a guy you build around. And I guess the pitching staff is okay. I don't know enough about Cleveland Stadium. Uh, can John Carrillo last in the stadium? Such a weird 
makeup for a pitcher. He looks like a Montreal Expo. He does. Jangles. He needs to be a Montreal Expo. Yeah. Now's your chance, buddy. Yeah. No, I, I don't know how he survives in Cleveland. I, I, I don't really like this team. I don't like, I don't like it at all. Uh, I, I had a hard time figuring out where to put this team in the predictions and the standings. They always seem to play better than you think they're going to. Yes. Right? They're always um, there. They're never really at the very bottom. Yeah, they're never crappy. They've never been through a let's tear it down rebuild. They never. That's never happened in Cleveland. Grayson never needed to do it. I think the fact that he always had budgets was a part of that. I think the fact that the fans kept coming and the fan interest was there and the market was there was part of that. But Cleveland, it's not a terrible team to walk into, but let's assume for a moment without knowing that Adam wants to put his own mark on this team, which I think is the general assumption of a GM when you walk into a new league is that you're going to put your own mark on it. And that probably means you're going to tear some things down. Are there tradable assets here? Oh yeah. Matt Martin is yep. certainly a tradable asset. You could get, you could a, restock your farm system. In one guy. trade. Uh-huh. Yep. One trade. He reminds me of Matt Barton. He really, Ooh. he reminds me of a young, younger Matt Barton. Matt Barton and Matt Martin. Yes. Yep. Um, I think Cesar Almeida would bring something as a bullpen piece. Uh, he's not a starter, but certainly as a bullpen piece, lots of teams would be interested. Um, I don't know if there's a lot more than that. Maybe Leon Aguilar brings something. Maybe. Um, especially if you're willing to retain. Yeah. I think there's some interest. Um, and retention makes the world go round in our trade world. There are two things that we have to give credit where credit is due that Joe did that make trading in the sky run. And without these things, it would not run the same way. The first was retention without it. We would not be able to get things done in the sky. And the second is the trading of draft picks at all. The fact that we are able to trade draft picks makes so many trades happen in this league. And especially if you're in Kansas city. Yes, exactly. And gives them all to Toronto, just to piss off David. Um, this is old David. Can we call you old David forever? Because I would sure. really like that. I feel twice as old as I am, so absolutely. Yeah. OD. We'll okay. call you OD. The, the original, the OGD. The OGD. Oh, the, OG the OG David. Wait, yes. OD, ODB was Old Dirty Bastard, right? Well, I'll we just change it to OD. We Odie. can call him. We can call him that too. So I, I don't care. Little asshole is what I prefer. Little we, asshole. Expansion has been wild. Every time I see JP post something, I think it's me because there's a logo. <laughs> Every like, time I see minute. Boston, I'm like, "What the fuck did I?" <laughs> uh, 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 we need to take a small moment for Mrs. OGD, Mrs. David, Mrs. Fresno, for. Allowing David to be with us today. The first so thing, the first the, thing he said when he said that he could do it was that he has to ask, uh, add, add, had to ask the wife for permission. So yeah, smart so man. The listeners don't know this, but I hopped on this like two minutes before we started, and that was because I had a nice setup in the bedroom with the laptop. 
that failed and mrs david had to and the baby had to get booted to the bedroom so i gotta do something nice for her because <laughs> <laughs> they were supposed to have the living room because no matter what scott says david's one of the original nice guys in the sky but i think that his wife if i've he's got some sass in her she yeah. is she is She's not italian a, she is not a shrinking violet so i am the personable easygoing guy and if you're like that, you cannot marry somebody like that. They've got to be fiery. Because when I get the wrong kind of food at the restaurant, when they bring me the long, wrong plate, somebody's got to fucking tell the waiter and it won't be me. <laughs> All right. Anything more about the Indians? I think that Adam's probably going to try to rebuild this team and it'll be the first rebuild in Indians history. And we'll finally get to see if the fans will still come and the budgets will still be big. And the market will not take any hit at all uh, if that happens. Um, I don't know. In any case. I've got nothing else. Nothing I don't, else. I don't see much of a future for him, or a, an immediate future for them. And the, Adam's and the, got one other piece, too, in A, Hector Vidal. That yeah. I don't know if the movement plays in Cleveland. Looks like an expo. Jangles. Do it. Uh, my scout has him at being able to get to 50 and 50 plays in almost any ballpark. Um, maybe not Coors, but that would be the only one. Um, I would take a 50 movement guy, even in Philly, if it were a stable 50 movement, not like this, but, but yeah, no, he looks good. I like the player, um, has stayed healthy. There's only 21 and then double a that that's good. That's good. So I'm just glad Grayson's gone because Grayson was always good in the minors. Always got beaten by his minor league teams in the playoffs. Pissed me off. Good riddance. All right. Enough of that. Which brings us, finally, we get to talk about it. Rippo, I recommend you go to a safe space because this will not be one. It's time to talk about the Minnesota Twins. Mm. Who went four and two. Despite... Trading away everybody they have. Uh, They took two of three from both Detroit and the Yankees. Uh, The Yankees at home, they went to Detroit and took two of three. One of them in extra innings. One one, three one-run game or two one-run games. So So here's here's what I wrote down when I looked at Minnesota earlier. Minnesota lost 20.9 Warren for agency. They do not have a manager. They do not have a hitting or first base coach. They have 24 people on their 26-man roster, and they went 4-2. and two. Yeah, okay, so I'm just going to say something here, Rippo. This is a bad way to get you kicked out of Sky. Yeah, Rippo, this is bad. And you know I love you, Rip, because I do. I, I like Rippo a lot. You can't do this. Got to clean it up, buddy. Got to have a coach. <laughs> I have a manager at least. Yep, gotta have a manager. That's what I meant. Said the wrong word. But yes, gotta. Uh, I think you should have 26 players on your 26 man as well, but I'll leave that one alone. The not having a manager bothers me a little bit more than that, actually. And leaving all that alone, I don't understand why this team was selling. I sort of liked this team. I sort of liked what the general core was this team has some talent coming up too 
John Gentry looks like he could be a pretty good player. Uh, it's it, it, I don't see any problem with him. I mean, former 1-1. I didn't love him as a 1-1, but I don't think he's going to suck. He should be fine. Was this a Rippo pick? or? Yeah. Who, who was GM of the Twins before? Was that Sly? It was Sly. All right. It's been a while. I mean, it, that was a long time ago. That was so. the John Hall days, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah, John Hall. I mean, Rippo inherited John Hall. And then rode Hall and Tovar, because remember, he traded with Dustin for Tovar, and then Tovar got a bump and turned into fucking Tovar and uh, was – that was a good team. And then he made the playoffs and got beaten in the first round and went was really pissed off about it and then just totally sold off and did a pretty good job with it. I liked the rebuild. He got Rockagiani and Mickey Bobby and all of these guys were good. Drafted well, especially early in the draft. And now he's doing it all over again and I don't understand it. I don't like it. I like nothing about this at all. So I, I don't understand what the Twins are doing. And I don't like rudderless teams. I mean, I guess it's not rudderless. Obviously, they're trying to lose. I I don't totally know why. Like, really, why? Next year, this team gets out of the North. If that's what the problem is, all they have to do is wait. Like, really, that's it. Wait. Wait a year. You're in the Great Lakes with an expansion team. And... Pittsburgh and Cincinnati and hey, I don't think that that's going to be a great, great, great division. So prospects coming up too. the division gets easier and they'll have good young players. Yeah. Jose Molinar looks like a pretty good pitching prospect. I, I feel like Rippo has a bit of, we'll call it skyline bipolar disorder. Where uh, he uh, he decides to do something one day and then changes his mind really quick the next week. And like signing the franchise, trading for Levesque. And if you really want to get pissed off, David, go look at what he gave up for Levesque. Mm. Um, with Toronto, it's, it's not pretty. But just... I, I don't, like Trent said, I don't know what he's doing. Why? Why, Rippo? Why? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like anything about it. I don't like franchise. Um, I, I didn't like the contract at the time. I like it even less now. Mr. Oh, Crash Test. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I noticed this just today. There is a non-zero Rick franchise in the Hall of Fame case. Now, I'm not sure it's a great case. All I said was that it was not zero. And it is definitively not zero. Go look at his um, war. I feel like he's had a decent amount of war. Oh, my gosh. It's more than 50. Yeah. More than I would have thought. Yep. He hey, had a good career. A trade. Who, who drafted? Boston franchise. Red Sox did. 1-3. Yep. Oh, 111. Oh, my God. I thought that was a 1 3. That was, in, that was in the big pitching draft of 2011. I just was not posting about it on Slack. Then you dumped them to me for a salary dump. 
Dave. Wait, this isn't right. This is the Golar trade. You dumped uh, Golar's salary. Did I really? You did. And then I sent him off to. I sent him off to Philadelphia for with with, with Jimmy Birkenfield. <laughs> and Jimmy Birkenfield sucked. Yes, he did. Rick a, Franchise was pretty good. And oh, then I it was. Rick Franchise and Alan Hanna for John Carter, who looked like the second I don't know why I from Mars, that. right? Yep. Uh, I was probably thinking of Bilbrey. I remember sending somebody to Philly, and I thought I oh, sent yes. Franchise to Philly. No, I no. it was Bilbrey that we that was big water uh, bathwater big lots. Oh yeah, I love me my Bilbrey. We were both Bilbrey Bilbrey fans, but yeah, Rick Franchise has had a great career. It's towards the end. I just, I, all he had to do was nothing. Like the simplest thing in the world to do. Nothing. All he had to do was wait. Just don't do anything for a year and see where you're at in a year. That's it. That's all he had to do. Why can't he do that? Ah, so sad. Makes me sad. Uh, but yeah, no, this team's going to be bad. I don't see how this team's going to be good. If they are good, it'll be accidental. I suppose it's possible that Deadman pitches well. He pitched better than I thought he would last year for this team. And that Wayne Levesque pitches well. I don't know that that's going to happen. I think the only way he stays out of last place is because JP's a better GM and can tank better than him. Maybe. Maybe. I just threw up saying that. Um, But yeah, do we need to spend any more time here? I don't know. Like, I still I, I'm like, still so disappointed about their personnel. I still like Rakagiani. Um, yeah, he's he's good. I'm disappointed what's about to happen to him. I don't want to talk about it. It'll make me cry. Maybe not. I don't cry often. I'm not a crier. I mean, this team still has talent. If he wants to trade it, it can go. Bobby Ramos could get something. That's a good player. I mean... There's talent here. I'm not sure you can get anything for Franchise unless you retain, but maybe you're willing to. Would be an interesting deadline trade. Probably get some interest. You can't just, the problem is you can't. Well, you know what, Trent? You know who he looks like? A California angel. He does look like (laughs) a California angel. I don't know. If something were to happen to Fuller, they needed a third baseman. You could see that. Um, squint really hard. Yeah. Yeah, you could. I don't know. I'm disappointed by all things twins. Makes me sad. Sad. I still I just think you do nothing and see what happens when Imagine this we team would have still had Stoa. They would have still had Mickey Bobby. They would have st- uh the more I talk about it, the more it frustrates <laughs> me. They would have still had all these good players. Fuck. Ah. Makes me mad. All right. And John Gentry would have come up, and ah, uh, uh, so sad. All right, um, we can move on to the Detroit Tigers, who actually have sort of an interesting baseball team. They have Ben White. They do have Ben White, and if he's good, I, I, I will truly be incapable of speech. Like Ben White is his- their ace. Which is really saying something because, goddamn, you could squint and see a good pitching staff here. If Kevin Cornell gets out of his ass, whatever's in there that makes him suck 
despite the fact he has good ratings? If Aaron Carbon is for real, that motherfucker got a bump. Man, those two guys are 24 and 23. They just need to develop a little bit. Just a little bit more. Yep. What is Tyler trying to do? He made a good trade for a really nice looking player. Uh with uh was Faulkner. it with the Blue Jays? Faulkner? Oh no, that was with uh Boston. It was a yeah. JT yeah, trade. Yeah. Faulkner. Yeah. I he must be trying to open his window. Now, I I don't want to pick on on Tyler because I think that one could look at this team and say, you know what? If the Tigers have a window, this is it. Because Bonifacio's up. Some people are big believers in Bonifacio. I have well established that I am concerned. I am not sure he's going to hit well enough against righties. Um, I will be perfectly happy to admit I'm wrong. I'm worried about him defensively, even at first. But maybe I'll be wrong. Um, but there's some talent on this team. Alfonso Zamora is a really good player. Um, maybe I'll be wrong, and Bonifacio will be awesome. Justin Lynch is a really good defensive second baseman. The pitching staff, like we just talked about, needs a little bit of development, and they could be good. Maybe Tyler says, you know what, if the Tigers have a window, it's starting to open, I need to strike. You know what? Good for him. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. The North is tough. Uh, realistically, there's a one playoff spot in the North. The Blue Jays make the playoffs every year. The Mets make the playoffs every year. If you're one of the other six teams, you have one spot. And if you see a window, go for it. Might as well. Jangles thinks this team it comes in second place. And oh my, my, God. my counterpoint to it is... I've heard the same argument about the Tigers the last five years. They always seem to kind of be the pod darling where, oh, I really like what Tyler's doing. I really like what Tyler's doing. And then they always end up near near the bottom of the division. And, oh, this is the year. I don't see it. I just don't. I don't know what he's trying to do. I do like the Tigers. I like Rogelio Rojas. I, there is talent on this team. Angel Bonifacio is talented. Aaron Carbon is talented. Kevin Cornell is talented. All of these guys are talented. Um, I hate Simon Beckham. There's another guy. 70 stuff, 45 movement, 50 control. Never been as good as you think he should be. Another example. I mean, righty side I could... If oh I asked God. you how much money they were spending on player salaries this year, what would you say? $49 million. Detroit. Oh. Uh, I'm going to look. I don't even want to know. $70 million? $114 million. Oh, my gosh. How are they that expensive? <laughs> Preston Gaines making 19 I think that might be pushing them. Okay, we, we got to win a bit. Let's go. Yep. Yep. I'm sure you're right. I love what Tyler's trying to do. I really do hope it works. I do not see this team being 
everything has to go right for it to be this year. But here's the thing. It doesn't have to be this year. Do you know what's going to happen to all of these guys that matter next year? Nothing. Nothing. Angel Bonifacio will still be a Tiger. So will Aaron Carbon. So will Kevin Cornell. All of these guys are coming back. It doesn't have to be this year. This team has a future. They don't oh, have I like to what, uh, I like what Jangle said. He said the Tigers need Blakeman. Go look at their two stoppers. Another team that could just put him as closer and not have to worry about it. Closer, stopper, done. Yep. Uh, yeah, their closer right now is Brian Lavoy, uh, who actually is better than you think he is based on ratings. Damn. Well, they're using he, him as a middle reliever. He had a he was he had a hell of a scouting. He what happened to him? The poor guy. Righty Simar took, took a shit. Righty um, Simar. Happens. Yeah, I guess. In any case, I really like what Tyler has done here. Uh, I like what both the Tylers have done. Um, I like the fact that it's an emphasis on defense in the middle infield with Dustin Brown and Justin Lynch. I like the fact that they have Zamora. I don't even dislike Mike Preston Gain, although I think that was a poorly thought out trade for the ballpark. Uh, Preston Gain needs to be a Philly. <laughs> um, just got Philadelphia Philly written all over him. Although I wouldn't trade for him because he gets hurt too much. But I, I I don't see a world where the Tigers make the playoffs this year, and that does not matter because nobody that matters will be gone after this year. Can we? They will all be back. Can we pour one out for recently retired Adam Shaw? Quite possibly one of the weirdest players I've ever experienced. In we, we do need to pour one out. Um, Ace I rem- Adam Shaw, remember the whole debacle? Oh, yeah. I, I remember the debacle. I, I don't like the fact that when guys retire, you can't see what their stuff used to be. Yeah. Right? Mm. But so now he looks sort of ridiculous. But, but yeah, he had all sorts of potential. And never really amounted to anything. Very sad. And then he got hurt. Yeah, he tried to pass him off to me as an ace. And I told Torres. him he was going to be in the bullpen. And that's where talks ended. Yep, exactly. It was bad. Anyway, pour one out for him. Are we done with the Tigers? We can be. Let's, let's be done with the Tigers. Tyler, you're a good guy. I think you're doing good things. I just yep. don't know why you're doing them now. That's my I thing. don't I don't have any problem if the time to get Boston players is now, if you go get Boston players now. Boston's only going to sell off once, right? <laughs> JP once just they, said he got everything he liked from uh Tyler already. Oh right, maybe that's true, right? So <laughs> If that's true, then that's the case, right? Like there's nothing else we can do. So, yeah. All right, um, let, let's move on to uh, the Boston Red Sox. And Trent, I think you and I should just shut up, right? And, and let uh, David talk about his Red the Sox. Poor, the well, they're JP's Red Sox now. The poor Red Sox. My plan for this year was to just make them more money, put something together that would string wins together, put fans in Fenway, and at least have more money to play with. JP, not a fan. He is going to tear this team to the ground and i know he's listening because he literally 
just posted. JP, go to Steven and sell him Blakeman today. That's all you have. That's all you have to talk about? This is your... If this was still my team, I would have more. JP is going to do JP things. He is going to tear this team down to its core and do what he did in Baltimore. Do you think you have a good uh, farm now? Like, where's your farm rank right now? Uh, I remember it was like 11th or 12th. Oh, so it's not bad by any it was carried by townsend and kearns and gun those were the only top 100 guys right well that's okay that's a pretty nice trio of guys right that's no problem um and i liked gun he got better after i got him from matt hmm. he does actually look like sort of a nice picture jp's got some stuff to work with oh yeah townsend well and there are tradable assets on this team. I mean, the, the Brian Blakeman, tradable asset. Kyle Baker, tradable asset. These guys will bring things. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do JP any favors by spending at least two to three million on each coach. Yeah, Billy Davis, tradable asset. Pedro Dominguez. Now, I don't know. Is Pedro Dominguez still a Boston Red Sox the next time the Boston Red Sox are good? Probably not. I don't know. He's only 23. So. Yep, JP said no, so he's not going to be a boss. Probably not. Out. So, yeah. Uh, this was the home now of Jeremy Cook, for better or worse. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. This uh, team's going to be bad for a while, and then hopefully JP and Amin go at it for years, because that'll be fun to see. Manuel Ochoa, uh, tradable asset. Uh might have to retain, but it's not like it's a long contract. JP it's could not... sell Osler. There's not too many parks he could go to, but I mean, hit up uh, who else has a nice hitter's park for Osler to go to? Coors. Mm-hmm. He's got to go to a hitter's park, but you could see him in Philly, but I don't really need a third baseman. Um, so, but yeah, no, he's a great defensive player. But yeah, no, there's th- this is actually not a bad situation for a guy like JP to walk into. Because God knows he'll sell. I mean, JP has no problem with that. Um, and then he'll build it back up and his little JP image, and we'll see what it looks like. And he gets five, his favorite team. Five years. Yep. Uh, I'm surprised that he left. I guess he did win that championship with this version of the Baltimore Orioles, right? Because obviously he won with the Beasley. Uh, David Sandoval, Baltimore Orioles, right? That was with the uh, last rebuild, Baltimore Orioles. Then there was another mm-hmm. rebuild. He did and now it again. This, this is the Chicalella, and he, but he did get his championship with that team. And so, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not going to lie; it did make me sad. I've been with the Boston Red Sox since 2001. Yep. I joined the league during the playoffs in 2000 and it, it hurt to turn this team over. Seeing it would, if, if you ever get sad, all you need to do is look at that Fresno Falcons logo, yes. right? Yep. And then it makes, I will feel be happy so much- to get out of Fenway. I could not 
put guys together in Fenway to save my life. I love lefty power guys and they are a dime a dozen in oh my sky. god they're everywhere you can't and you and I, uh, I just had to look at them and be like nope so crazy so crazy i will be, <laughs> i will do everything in my power the falcons stadium is going to be lefty power friendly as much as it can be are we going to uh are do you have the ability to name your expansion stadium I think you do. I think so. I think you do. Are you going to give it some sort of Falcon name? Maybe. I was thinking stuff like locally here in uh, in Fresno, right? Where the uh, where the AAA team plays now, where the now they're a high A team, is named after one of the casinos here. The like stadium attached to uh, Fresno State, where all the uh, like bands and stuff come play. That's got a cool name. Save Mart Center. I thought about stealing that. Save Mart Center. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I don't know enough about. I enjoyed immeasurably you yelling at D Rich. You and D Rich yelling at each other. He's the only one that like like you put together a list of. Okay, Fresno's not that super. It's not super big. It couldn't support a team. He's the only one that actually lives in California and been through it and been like, "Eh, I'll fight for it. I'll fight for Fresno forever. It makes me happy to know that Mike was fighting for it too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know that Mike knows one way or the other, but uh, again, it, 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 who cares? I, I, again, I know I don't care about things like that. That in, I did some research. He Rich is sort of wrong about some of the things he was saying about the Central Valley. Um, he wasn't completely off base on Fresno specifically, and that I do think it's a smaller market. But but the valley itself is the valley itself is doing just fine. Yep. Um, and probably would have the horses to support a team. We're very off track. Yes. Boston Red Sox are going to suck. Will they? JP will last? do JP things. Right. Uh, I am going to go. I'll go first since I went last last time. Um, I'll take Toronto in first. Obviously, I'm going to take Montreal in second. Uh, I don't know what to do. I, I think I like the Yankees more than the Mets, but I'm going to take the Mets in third um, just because I'm going to take the Mets in third. Uh, I'll take the Yankees in fourth. I will take, I will take the Detroit Tigers in fifth and give Tyler a little bit of credit for trying. I like the Faulkner edition. That guy's a good baseball player. Um, and hopefully they put together enough offense and Aaron Carbon and everybody does enough to stick together for Detroit. Uh, I'll take Cleveland in sixth, Minnesota in seventh, and Boston in eighth. And you guys can argue over who goes next. I had the exact same thing you did, uh, Trent, except I put the Yankees in third over the Mets. Mm. Wow, that's ballsy. And I hate Steve, so you know how much that kills me. <laughs> but uh... I think the Yankees are going to be better. I just want them go get a closer and a setup guy if you can do it. If they go get a closer and a setup guy, maybe they're good. I had the Blue Jays, the Mets, the Expos, which I almost swapped out for the Yankees, but then the Yankees at four, Indians, Tigers, Twins, and then Boston. Are the Expos ever going to be able to win in the playoffs? 
maybe. Yes. Well, I mean, it's just something's going to have to happen. I mean, yes, of course. The the Miami Marlins beat the Toronto Blue Jays in a seven-game series. And you know how many games it took them? Five. I almost feel like we need to change how the playoffs are a little bit. You should not have to play your own division first. It should be best team, worst team. Oh, no, North, no, no. Oh, you no, want a no. crossover. No, mm-hmm. no, veto. And that, I, I say that from being a North GM <laughs> because if you make the playoffs in the North as a third seed, it is a rough journey. Yep. You are playing I I... arguably two of the best playoff teams before you leave your division. And then it's all downhill from there. <laughs> I think that, uh, I think that, uh, that I think Mike is open to talking about playoff changes after we expand. Right. Um, right now, six teams from each league make the playoffs. So that's the top three from each division. When you have three divisions, that would be the top two from each division. Um, that makes a lot of sense. It's certainly, you know, congruent or parallel or whatever, you know, nerdy science word you want to use. Um, but I think Mike's willing to talk. I just don't know what you do. Like, do you take the top three from each division? Do you actually put in wild card teams? If you put in wild card teams, now the fact that you're in a tough division hurts your chances of getting a wild card. And so, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I don't know what the good answer to the question is. But it will be interesting it, to see. How... It'll be interesting to see how it plays out, um, because this division gets no more, fun, no less fun next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, Montreal's still there, Toronto's still there, the Mets are still there, the Yankees are still there. I mean, it's Boston and Detroit are the other three, or the other two. I mean, that's the six teams in next year's North. And now it's only, six teams and two playoff spots and only two of them get the playoffs. So it's Toronto, Montreal, New York, New York fighting off for two spots. Boy, that's ugly. That's sexy. That is. That is sexy. If you're not in the North, that's fun. If you're in the North, it's excruciating. Not fun, not fun at all. I love if it. I get to go to, I get to go to the Pacific and it's going to be the best. Oh, don't piss off Jacob. Oh, Jake, I have a watered down Jake. I've got worked too hard, have to find some time to appease the girlfriend, Jake. And that's perfect. You don't have the sitting in economics class on, on 20 hours OTP a day on, all day. Right. Yep. Yep. You don't have that, Jake. You're right. You have he has a real job, has a real girlfriend, yep. Jake. Yeah. yeah, I have. And, and Jake maybe I, gets to squeeze in 30 minutes before bed. On OTP, Jake. I like I like the idea of you pissing off Jake, even if he were the old Jake. So I'm in favor of pissing off Jake, no matter who's doing the pissing off. So you know, I'm in favor no matter what. All right, guys, who comes out of the North? Anybody going to take anybody not named Toronto? No. <laughs> yeah. You no. like you like I... do you like Baltimore more than against Toronto in that series? Nope. I I think if JP was there, maybe. But uh, I just – it takes a long time to learn this league. Yeah. And I just don't – I mean, a new GM can certainly luck into it, and he's got the team to do it. But Amin's been around the block quite a many times, and I will always put my money on him. 
Amin's got to be hungry too. He was knocked off the playoffs the last two years. So, yeah, um, I think it's been been at least three years since Amin won because he didn't win because Virginia won and then Baltimore won and then uh, Colorado won. So That's it's been. Here. It's been at least a, 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 did he win the year before that? He, I mean, he 20, might have. Twenty twenty five was his fourth in a row. So six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, he hasn't been there for. Oh yeah, no. So I'm right. It was six, seven, and eight. Virginia, Baltimore, Colorado. Right. So we'll have to see if he makes it back. Uh, I hope there's chaos. I continue to say, I I am the president and chairperson and CEO of. The playoffs are a crapshoot. If that is the case, sooner or later, one of Montreal, the Mets, or the Yankees will luck in to a series against Toronto and beat them. And maybe that gives a team like Cincinnati a chance to make a Skyline Cup. Because I think they are far and away the second best team in the Atlantic. And I think it is not close. It is Baltimore, Gap, Cincinnati, Gap. And I would love to see it. Who finishes second for uh, player of the year in the East? Who finishes second? I want Rivera to fall off a horse or cut his finger on a drone. I want to see Joe cut Sparrow his, win one. Just some on inj- injury that's just random. That's a he's not going to get injured on. We mentioned this. We mentioned this earlier, but I'll take Rastetter. Uh, yeah. That guy's so good. He's so good. If the Expos are good, he's the guy that could take them there. Um, the other guy who's off to a hot start there is Johnny Stoa. I would love to see that. Um, what about pitcher of the year? I think it's got to be Bobby G, right? We still like him. How can you not? Okay. He's 34. That's one thing. But look at his 33 season. Yeah, I know. He was so good. He needed that so bad. You don't like the Toronto starters? Well, of course I like the Toronto starters, but I'm trying to make it interesting. Ken Hansen, <laughs> Chris Mercado. I wouldn't be surprised if Mercado does it this year. We'll have to see. I had um, to look. He finished third last year, which surprised me. Behind Torres. Was Torres in second? I honestly don't know the answer to this question. I think Torres was in second. It doesn't really matter. What about uh, reliever of the year? You guys have uh, favorites? Blakeman. Blakeman, Blakeman. the the Yankee. Blakeman, the Yankee. Blakeman, the Red Sox. Honestly, if things didn't – if I was still the Red Sox – manager Blakeman would have been moved to closer he did not want to re-sign with me I wanted to re-sign him for whatever he wanted and just let him close for as long as he wanted yeah he's not a bad starting pitcher though he just I just never saw I never got the results I wanted when he was starting I would rather him be the closer stopper eight inning on and just go. Yeah. Um, Blakeman's a good bet. I'm trying to see if I can find another fun. Oh, I always take Madero in Montreal. 
Luis Madero Jr. Love him. Love him. Always love him. We'll never stop loving him. So I'll take him. What about rookie of the year? You guys see any rookies you liked? No? No. Yes? Not Nothing that jumped out. It's who's just, gonna, it's so tough. Who's going to luck into four war? Right. It's so tough. Cunningham's not technically a rookie. Yeah. And that's so. the kind of shit that pisses me off. Right. Like, I, I feel like there should be a way that if you're called up at the rookie deadline, that you're, you qualify for rookie of the year the following year. It's that's different the way it should in be. game and stats plus, I think. I like. A couple of rookies on my team, Aaron McHugh and Nolan Brigman. So I'll be a homer and suggest maybe one of them could win it. Or Corey Poole, if it's a pitcher. Still think Corey Poole's a pretty good pitcher. So a little bit of Dick Fastball Syndrome, but whatever. All right. Anything else, gentlemen? Final thoughts? I am looking forward to expansion. I am too. Trent, you have done a masterful job of running points. Oh, I don't know that I. You have, you have, oh, oh, you oh, have. Oh, on the pod. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, yeah. Yes. That's, not that's on expansion. Hard. Not on expansion. You. No, you I did didn't a, do that. Yeah. No. You did a great job on expansion, but you've done a fantastic job on the pod. Well, thank uh, you. I appreciate that. Thank you for uh, for joining me both nights, and big shout out to former Boston David, now Fresno David, yep. uh, old David, the OGD. Um, and his wife uh, for helping us out and allowing David to be with us here this evening. For it gave, it gave for me it. something to do because it's going to be a long season waiting for That's right. Every, anybody who needs <laughs> anything, Boston David will be putting the final touches on the Fresno Stadium, finding some young upcoming entrepreneur who wants to name a stadium after something Mm -hmm. in Fresno and then, you know, going from there. So he's going to be doing market research all based on Fresno. Um, Hey, if you want to sponsor a stadium and kick me some money, (laughs) that's what my team could need it. Speaking of kicking in money, please consider if Mike uh, uh, gets us some info, uh, chipping in just a buck or two, uh, to uh, tip a uh, Texas Ranger who really does do a bang up job for us uh, and did uh, just a fantastic job on these logos. Each one's better than the next. It's incredible. I, I don't even know what to say. It's I, I can't get over it. Uh, he's a he's a a national treasure. I don't have anything. I don't know anything about this guy, but but make sure you do that. Uh, so uh, if there's nothing else for Scott. And David, I am merely Philadelphia Trent. You guys, enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy your Sunday. Here's to a good 2029 season.